There is no chance in no hell. Chance you in hell. Be the World Wrestling Federation champion. The Royal Rumble. Austin has drawn number one. It's unanimous. Number one. Oh, come on. And the second man will be Vince McMahon. 30 superstars. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for the most, um, the most omnipotent sports entertainer, Mr. Vincent K. McMahon. If you want me to beat Vince McMahon's, Vince McMahon's ass, ass all night long, give me a hell yeah. One goal. That individual who eliminates Austin will be $100,000 richer. One man left standing. There is no chance in hell. Get me some. You will know that Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Again and welcome to the Retro Wrestling Podcast. I'm intern Alex, joined as always by the one and only, the greatest referee in professional wrestling history, Patrick Young. And Patrick, here we are. We're entering the middle of July. What is happening in the world of professional wrestling? Well, you know something, Alex, brother. WWE picked up the phone and called me, and they said, "You know what? We can't survive without you." So. You know what they decided to do? They lifted my suspension, brother, and now I'm back in the Hall of Fame. Yes, that's right. Hulk Hogan has uh, reappeared in the Hall of Fame section. By the way, I've mentioned it many times. There's not a physical Hall of Fame, so it's really just a list. Yeah, now all of a sudden his name is back on the list. And now his name is on the list. Just like Chris Jericho had a list, that's what the Hall of Fame is, a list. (laughs) His name disappeared, and now it's back on there. And he's backstage at Extreme Rules tonight, and... Uh, that's currently going on as we record this, so I don't know if he's going to be on camera, but my hopes for this is that it's not an on-camera, week-to-week thing, because I'm just... I'm sorry, Patrick. I There is no bigger star in the history of pro wrestling than Hulk Hogan. It cannot be disputed. There is no... I love Ric Flair, but Hulk Hogan is the guy. He brought wrestling from regional, from niche to the mainstream. Yeah. He is the original superstar. Yeah. There is no Rock. There is no Austin without Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And, you know, say what you will about all the people that came before him, Bruno. and all, No, Hulk Hogan main, made it a mainstream thing. And so I respect him for that. But as far as week to week needing him on TV in 2018, I just, that's something I don't need. Save. 
Yeah, you know, and... Uh, Save for the big four, if that, and leave it alone. Well, or show up at Access, you know, he can show up to press conferences for, like, the video... To have him back in the video games, good enough, you know, that's yeah. that's fine. Uh, but as far as, like, oh, God, if he's, like, a commissioner or on screen every week, it's just like, dude... We're suffering with Angle, we don't need to. And so. I mean, yeah, and another thing that makes him so great, I mean... I don't want to turn this into... He's done a lot of terrible things on and off screen. He's said a lot of terrible things, and he's done a lot of terrible things. You know, WrestleMania 9, probably the worst thing he did on screen. But he's also responsible for the two hottest periods in wrestling. A key part in the NWO in the late yeah. 90s, and, you know, rock and wrestling in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that this guy was basically... And he also made WCW a legitimate contender. I mean... A lot of people love WCW, and a lot of, you know, hardcore NWA fans when Hogan, oh, this fucking guy from up north coming in here with his red and yellow, he made it popular. He made the Monday Night Wars basically happen. I mean, right. that was all, a lot of it due to him, and so I do think he deserves recognition and a place in wrestling, but... I think I think we've moved on as far as an on-screen character. You know, I've just I've had we've all had our fill of you know, uh, brother, brother, brother. You know, I just it's well, you know something, brother. I want one more match. You know, dude. You know, he's in his sixties. He's a lot of wrestlers don't live as long as he has, so <laughs> he's very lucky true. to have his health uh, and to be walking around and to be able to travel and to be able to still be an a ambassador for the sport. He certainly doesn't need the money, so I hope that they're not paying him a lot because the lawsuit with Gawker, he doesn't need any money. But I, I'm, I'm glad he's back in the family. But I just want him in a limited capacity to be back in the family. I don't want, yeah, I don't need Commissioner Hogan with Paige every week on SmackDown. I see. I'll, I, I kind of would like to see it. Not every week, but once or twice a month. And based on how he was fumbling through his promo at Wrestlemania 30 I don't even think he's that good on the mic anymore you know um, I'm sorry I just you deteriorate with age it's just natural like I don't even if we sent Ric Flair out there we're not going to get the same Ric Flair that we would want to every week so right. it'd still be quality sometimes but I just think it's we've moved on it's just time to move on from him as an on character from an on screen character perspective it's it's time to move on from hulk hogan but welcome back to the non-existent hall of fame a hall of fame by the way that includes uh vince senior's limo driver andrew carey so uh what a prestigious really? honor yeah james dudley vince senior's uh, limo driver so there you go really i did not know this yeah and well and we were there for drew carey's introduction so well, yeah you know what else happened this week we had an anniversary this week what anniversary, Patrick? If you go back to 1984, yesterday, July 14th, 1984, was the infamous Black Saturday in Georgia Championship Wrestling. Oh, that's right, and the network uploaded it. It's the first time it's been on, I think, any WWE thing in its entirety. It's in, it has the whole episode is in its entirety on the network, but it was pretty much in a lot of traditional wrestling guys' eyes, such as myself, the start of the downgrade, the decline of the territories. Well, it was uh, 
I mean, before WWE ultimately purchased WCW in 2001, it was like the original purchase, basically. It I mean, was. He bought the TV time that was NWA time, and so right. he basically, outside of the AWA, which had uh, ESPN, which was still in its infancy at the time, uh, he basically had a monopoly, because now he had two cable networks. He had massive coverage. He had Turner. Yeah, and I mean Turner was the king of cable, uh, as as in the death of the rise and fall of WCW DVD or whatever. I think Arn Anderson says like, oh, you know, he was cable for before cable was cool. Ted Turner, so yeah. he was way, the forefront of TV of cable, and yeah. and the idea of you know people will be willing to pay for something that you know it's a really crazy idea, you know, back in the day because. You used to just get all the channels for free with an antenna. Yeah, three nine twelve. And right, well, around here, yeah, but the networks, and, yeah. and so it's a really crazy thing to say, "Give me some money, and I'll give you four more channels or whatever it yeah. was at the time." But he saw the future, and so well, that's like radio now. Radio, right? The you, same thing. You have, radio was free, and now all of a sudden you got Sirius XM and all that, you know, spawning off of it. Yeah, you have Sirius and XM, and you have podcasts, you have uh, Spotify, you have all these competitions for yeah. what used to be just, you know, right. free on the radio. Turn it on, it's there. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't go well that week. Ratings went to nothing. So Vince sold to Turner and Crockett, at which point in time Crockett fell on hard times and sold all of his shares back to Turner. Well, so he, Turner fell in. It was deep. actually. It was Jim Barnett that owned the Georgia territory that had the TV time. And, right. And so Vince bought it from him, and then uh, Crockett bought it from Vince. Because, right. yeah, Vince, uh, Turner was upset not just at the ratings, but that they weren't using the studios in Georgia. And it was important to Ted that the WTBS studios or, you know, Atlanta, you know, his hometown was being used for this product. And when you're just piping in matches or whatever, yeah, you know, I'm just not getting my money's worth. Basically, like I right. want, I want to stimulate Turner. Very invested in Atlanta, wants to stimulate the economy in Atlanta. Wants to, what, like any businessman would. Well, yeah, who's is a smart businessman, and Ted, Ted Turner is a brilliant businessman, by the way. I mean, brilliant businessman. Yeah, so he was upset that Vince wasn't using the studio and. uh as Crockett uh, put it, you know, when he bought it back, he paid for WrestleMania, basically, to buy the TV time back. Yeah. But uh, a very interesting... Uh, I mean, really, the first shot, I'd say, was fired, uh, Black Saturday. Uh, yeah. So it's... That's when, that's when, in my opinion, like I said, territories kind of started on their downward slide. But also, just in general, that was the first, you know my dick's bigger than yours type move Vance between the NWA. I don't mean to put it that way. No, but. no, I understand what you're saying. It's, um, unlike the rise and fall of the WCW DVD or on the Monday Night Wars thing, the way they spin this narrative, like, during Nitro, it was like, oh, you know, Bischoff was just doing, you know, underhanded tactics, giving out the results. Medusa threw the title in the garbage. Yeah. What a bunch of dirty rats he's got. Bringing, stealing our talent. You know, and all this stuff. Meanwhile, in 84, Vince fucking bought the TV out from under him. Yeah. So it's like, he's doing the dirty shit, too. And by the way, you know, uh, it's always thought, oh, Scott Hall and, you know, Kevin Nash came in from, they, you know, they stole him from the 
WWF took them from them. Yeah. They took Hogan from the AWA, so it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, yeah. Vince invented dirty, underhanded tactics and, you know, ultimately became the king because of it, you know? Right. So it's funny that on all these documentaries about everything else, it's always, oh, look at these dirty, pl- dirty, pl- they're going against all the rules of wrestling or whatever. Vince went against the rules of wrestling. I yeah. mean, who just sweeps in and buys a territory and TV timeout from under somebody? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was just, uh, <laughs> I remember my grandfather always saying, like, that was the day he turned wrestling off. Was he turned into Georgia Championship Wrestling? Well, and they were very upset also that he wasn't going to use Gordon Sully. Yeah. That, that's their voice. That's yeah. the guy they grew up with, and yeah. he's just gone now. Yeah. And now it's just whoever yeah. is on these taped house show matches. Right. So, and so it was, I mean, it was. It was one of those things like, you know, all right, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a crazy idea, though. Like, uh, someone swooping in and buying your TV show and totally redoing it. Like, I'm just for an example, like, you know, Saturday Night Live, I'm used to seeing certain, the certain players. Like, I'm I'm used to seeing Keenan and all these other people on SNL. What if one week a guy just showed up and said, yeah, I own SNL now and we got a new cast and enjoy the show. Go for it. Take everybody off, yeah. Just from week to week. Not even like, oh, we're off for a season and we come back and it's rebooted. Because that does happen sometimes. But, like, that's just madness. Or like, oh, you like seeing the Atlanta Braves play? Well, we have a new team called the Atlanta Flames. And here you go. And, like, just... Yeah. It's an absurd thing that it's pro wrestling at its finest. But... It's on the network now. It's actually a terrible episode, by the way. If you actually sit through it, it's it's it's, I, it's bad. I would say Bleepers, Bloops, and Body Slams is actually a better product than what they put on uh, WTBS in 1984. It, so. it, it is. It's it's not a good show, and uh, but also in its entirety, since we're coming off July 4th, the three hours. I repeat, three hour long. USS Intrepid Body Slam of Yokozuna is now on the network. They added an entire collection about the Lex Express and like the yeah. Lex Luger saga. So, yeah, uh, yeah that that's something that I want to check out. It sounds terrible. It literally but I, is three hours long. I am not because I turned it on and I was like, oh, it's going to be like 20, 30 minutes. So I was like, I'll sit here and watch. No, when I hit the play and it popped up three and. Tw- Three hours, twelve minutes. I went, holy shit! Yeah, so that's a that's a tough ask. It's uh, a, it is. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I want to review that anytime soon. It, and it, it goes through and shows every single NFL player stepping up and trying to body slam Yoko, and it, you got Savage in the ring in the red, white, and blue, you know, doing play by play and all that on the microphone. It's 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 a rough watch well, I, I got it was about the half, day it was the day we beat japan i got so. about halfway and i was like oh man i gotta turn it off and I, haven't, <laughs> yeah. I haven't picked it back up yet but yeah there's been a lot of uh cool additions to the network lately so check them out you know sometimes you have to dig to find them though that's yeah. the only problem with the network well, the hidden gems collection is gone but if you look it up in the search selection, it'll bring these. Oh, okay. Up. So that's how for the fans. Yeah, I noticed they they retweak some of the vault stuff. Like Thunder used to be uh, a few spaces over from Nitro. They've they've kind of retooled everything. They always make minor changes here yeah. and there. And yeah, some things you just search for and you'll find them, and they don't even have like um, 
like the rise and fall of WCW. Like I have to search for that when I want to watch it. Like it's not just it's not on easily a, it's not on a screen to click and play. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to dig. Yeah. But that's part of the fun of the network. And right. Speaking of networks, before we get into more news, I just want to bitch for a second, not about the WWE Network, okay, but the Global Wrestling Network, which is Impact's version of the network, okay, which has been leasing some footage to the WWE, mm-hmm. and I think that's very nice. For the, it really helped out the Hardys uh, documentary. I sat and watched that the other day after you after you said I needed to. That is a very good watch. If you haven't seen that documentary, I agree 100% with you. That is very... It is worth sitting down and, and watching. Like the footage, uh, I guess it was Victory Road when uh, Jeff is fucked up and he's walking out there and oh, Bischoff... Yeah, and- I can't believe Bischoff was mic'd up when he's telling him, you know, exactly I'm, what to do. Like, I'm wondering, I- though, if, if the if the camera mics just didn't pick it up. And they what they did is they went back and turned the, the volume... Oh, they just cranked it up. Cranked yeah. it up more... You know, on the audio sweetening, yeah, yeah, on the footage to actually pick it up. I'm wondering if that might have happened, but it maybe. So okay, so I was interested in in GWN, and the reason I was because I wanted to actually pick a TNA show for this coming week, and I wanted to do it the right way and the legal way and pay for it, and I would have shared my password with you, so that it's a free trial anyway, so it's not like either of us are going to pay for it for the month. Patrick, they make signing up for this thing a pain in the ass. They they make you not want to watch it because, okay, so you go sign up, you give them your email, you give a password, okay? Doesn't ask you for a credit card yet, okay, that's fine. And uh, never asks you for a credit card, and then it says, oh, you need to go through iTunes and subscribe, so I do that, and I say subscribe, and it says, oh, well, if you want to cancel, you can cancel it later, okay, that's fine. And uh, so I'm like, okay. Here we go. I'm going to watch some of this content. The content I want to watch still has a lock on it. Even though I've subscribed, even though I've said I'll pay you for this or whatever, I'll pay in a month when my trial's out. Still locked. And then I went I went on the website to try it. Still locked. So I was like, fuck this. Cancel. I'm done. I'm not coming back. Like, jeez. It's not a hard thing. Just unlock the content. Now, what is crazy, What one good thing I like about it, though, is like if you sign up for it, and you don't pay for it, they give you the weekly impact shows for free. So now we don't it's hard to find impact locally on television here, so if you want to watch it, you can just sign up with an email right. and get that. But like their archives and there are we bitched about like, oh, sometimes you have to dig for stuff on the WWE network. Patrick, oh my goodness. If you need to find something specific on the global wrestling network, I hope you bring a shovel. Because <laughs> it is buried and sometimes i don't even know where to look and also i would think oh well they're gonna have every impact show from here no there's just missing shit there's just missing missing footage yeah like all the pay-per-views are pretty much there from what i could tell like savage's last match macho man randy savage's last match which which actually was on a a regular yeah it was on impact and it was like a six man it's weird yeah it was it was savage and Jarrett and somebody with jeff hardy and aj styles are in this match with luger luger's in it and somebody and sting and and so yeah yeah you're exactly right but there it was a weird mix of six people but so anyway i just wanted to bitch about that so my pick this week will not be a tna show but uh, damn see i actually was wanting to check into it 
and now you've made the challenge for me to want to go and figure out how to unlock this shit. If you can get it unlocked, maybe we'll do this one one day. It's actually a little bit cheaper than the WWE Network. It's only $8 a month, Patrick. But that's if you can get the fucking thing to work. If you can get it to play? Yeah. Well, your your monthly free trial doesn't unlock the, the vault footage. You only get that. Apparently, free. I guess they want you to stick around for day 31 and yeah, then it'll unlock. You only, I, you only get the... Uh, get the impact week to week yeah i i don't i don't know what's going on with it i could and i don't even think i'm like a grandpa when it comes to technology but apparently i am because i I know i am i can't plug up shit if i needed to yeah so i couldn't get this this shit to work so needless to say i won't be picking an impact show this week but uh (laughs) we can move on i just wanted to mention i tried I, i gave it a try if we do review the show i want i'm gonna have to just order the dvds like like a grandpa would how, do you, how can you order the DVDs? Just you? like I'll have to go on like Amazon or eBay or something and just get... Because I actually... Buy bootleg copies? <laughs> I'm sure they are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I tried to actually... Uh, it's like your Thunder in Paradise that I got you for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to do... Uh, about a month ago, I was thinking in the future we could do some TNA shows, so I went to... We have a, a store... There's stores throughout Tennessee called McKay's, and they're yes. a, a used DVD... Uh, bookstore, video games, all physical media. And they have a wrestling section. So I go there and I'm thinking, I'll find all sorts of... They had like five TNA DVDs and they were all like best ofs, you know. They were all compilations. No individual pay-per-views, so shit out of luck there. So That's because I have all of them. What else from the news desk this week, Patrick? Well, none other than 18 years in the making... David Arquette will be stepping back into a wrestling ring in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood to take on RJ City. Yes, RJ City, who is... uh, RJ City wrestles in Canada a lot. He had a... They shot an angle for this. I think it made TMZ. It made the rounds uh, on some of the entertainment sites where Arquette's on a red carpet and he gets jumped, which is... Great. It's a great use of his celebrity. See, yeah. this is how to use a celebrity in an angle or whatever. For something as simple as, you know, a, a, what is it, championship wrestling from Hollywood. It's yeah. not even, you know, it's not Raw or, or Impact. Well, it's, you they've, know. they've took off now as being basically the home of of the NWA with with uh, Billy Corgan. So, yeah, David Arquette, when he when he was on Wendy Williams a, a few months ago, he was serious. I, I'm actually sort of surprised, but... Uh, David Arquette, like I said, is an interesting guy. The Arquette family is very interesting, and uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. He used to run these; these they weren't they were sort of like freak shows. They were like massive parties. David Arquette used to throw, and like he just always gets into weird stuff. And so it doesn't surprise me he's coming back to wrestling. And I, I think it's really great. And oh, I think it's awesome. I think it's kind of stupid that the WWE doesn't try to why get him they, back. Yeah, why they haven't jumped on this? Because we talked about it. I'm one of the few people in the wrestling business that thinks him winning the world title is one of the greatest things that ever happened. I wouldn't say it's a great thing, but I think it, it's definitely not anything that killed the company. Um, it's, at that point, right. it, it was it was a goner. It so. was, they, were doing, they were pulling straws and trying to do whatever they could, and I thought it was a brilliant move on their part. Yeah, if the movie had been better, maybe it would have worked. I don't know. But congrats to David Arquette. I hope the match goes well. I hope to see some footage of it. Oh, dude, I'm going to try to find this match. Like, I really want to see this. Um, 
Farrah Abraham. You know her? Yes, I've seen her work on Teen Mom. Uh, we have a local Teen Mom from Chattanooga that was on the show, and she was on a... I don't know if she was on the original or she the second on the one. She was on the original, yes. She was one of the Teen Moms, and uh, much like all the other Teen Moms, they want to... Like every other reality star, they you know they can't just have the reality show, Patrick. That's not good enough. Then they need to be a fashion designer. They need to be an actress. Uh, they need to... Oh, she uh, acted all right. Yes, yeah, she did uh, adult acting. Uh, she had a, <laughs> a skin flick, and now she wants to be a wrestler, too. She is getting in the ring and training with world-class... Revolution Pro Wrestling in Oklahoma. Well, we saw Snooki wrestle at WrestleMania 27. She actually did a pretty decent job. Well, she is wanting this to become a a normal weekly job. Well, she and probably so, needs one because, you know, you can't be a teen mom forever. Well, who am I to shit on her dream because, <laughs> uh, look, Mike the Miz Mizanin was on The Real World that's, before he was a pro wrestler. That's true. And David Arquette was an actor before he was a pro wrestler. Uh, so, you know, you can make the jump. Uh, it's going to be very, very hard to... With her with her adult acting background, I'm pretty sure WWE will never touch her. Well, you say that, but... Lana has done nude pictures in the past. Uh, Mickey James has done nude pictures, not hacked ones either, professionally shot ones. So they do, they will do business. I don't know about as far as actually doing an adult film because they've distanced themselves so much from China, who you know has passed, passed away. Yeah, Sonny as well. Um, they've distanced themselves so much from them that I'm not sure. But who knows? You know, it's. They just let Hulk Hogan come back. Uh, You know, it it, it just flip. It's just whatever they decide that day, Patrick. It really to get inside Vince McMahon's thought process or Stephanie McMahon's about you know who's in and who's out and you know what we'll do and what we won't do. It changes from day to day. Farah is a a creative case in and of of herself. Okay, if that makes sense. She is. She's a lot like you know. Think of Macho Man or Andy Savage. Character full blown, wide open, twenty four seven. I think this might be the first, only, and probably last time that Farah Abraham will ever be compared to Macho Man or Andy Savage. So congratulations, you have just made history. <laughs> um, I mean, do you, you see where I'm coming from with this? Not on the on the talent aspect of it, but on the character side of it, because. She really believes she is what she says she is. This is either going to go one of two ways. There's no happy medium here. She is going to shoot for the moon, and it's going to be amazing, or it is going to bomb worse than any other thing you have ever fall seen fall any faster. I mean, it is. there is no happy ground. She's going to be working Saturdays, you know, Omnis. She's going to be working yeah, see, high I, school gymnasiums. None I, of that's going to happen. She's either yeah. going to go to the top or she's going to fall flat on her ass. Well, I almost see this as more of... I would be surprised if there's not a camera crew filming this because this is just like uh, Kira Hogan or uh, Noelle Foley where it's, it's just for a television show. You know, there's no, you know, is... Is Farrah Abraham, yeah, going to go on the road, go to a high school gym? Is she going to be at the Scenic City Invitational? I highly doubt, you know, someone's going to... 
You know someone who might like, be at the City Invitational? Yours truly. Someone like Fair Abraham, who feels that she is a celebrity, is probably not going to lower herself to the thought of an indie wrestler, you know? And so I don't I don't have a lot of confidence that this is going to work out. I, prove me wrong, but, you know. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, it can be done. Like I said, The Miz, you know. There, one of two things is going to happen. She's going to fall flat on her ass, or she's going to soar like a baseball hit by, by Babe Ruth. I mean, it's going to fly or die, one of the two. There's no working high school gymnasiums for a couple of years and then maybe working her, her way up. It's, yeah, I mean, back in the 90s when I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I thought, you know what, I really want to be a professional skateboarder. I went out on skateboard about one time. I said, nope, not for me. This will not work. Yeah. And I feel like that might be uh, the direction it goes. But yeah. who knows? Well, I wanted to talk quickly about what happened at the UFC event on Saturday. Well, the UFC event from last Saturday where Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic... Daniel Cormier shocked the world and beat this guy. I didn't think he had a chance. Uh, he was actually coming up from the light heavyweight division, even though Daniel Cormier walks around at heavyweight weight. So he's actually a heavyweight that cuts to get to light heavyweight. So he's a dual champion. He's probably going to be the first dual champion to actually defend both belts, even though Connor was a dual champion but just vacated both belts to fight Floyd Mayweather. But Daniel Cormier won the won the match, and he's a huge pro wrestling fan. And, of course, as soon as he won, he said, Brock Lesnar, get your ass in here. And sure enough, Brock Lesnar, who had not been at the event all night, was escorted in, cuts a wrestling promo, says, you know, uh, this, other, this guy's a piece of shit, this guy's a piece of shit, and Daniel Cormier, I'm coming for that belt, motherfucker, and just shoves the... It was totally scripted. Like, Dana White had a big smile on his <laughs> yeah. face. Like, well, Vince had wrote this shit for him to go out and say, probably. January is when he'll be eligible to fight again. It's gonna happen. Uh, they were gonna have him fight John Jones. John Jones got suspended, so that didn't happen and it looked like he was gonna fight whoever won the match and DC's the actual better opponent for him I think he's gonna get his ass kicked either way uh, cause oh god let's talk about that for a second his one fight when he came back did not impress me at all he got he did okay he got carried through most of that you have to admit he did okay. He doesn't like getting punched in the face. If he's in a fight where he has, where he gets punched in the face, it, 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 things go south real quick. But if he can take you down, which is, I mean, what a wrestler would do. Yeah. But it's just his size is just so. I he, mean, he's he has a freak. To, yeah, he has to rely on that that to to last. Um. But so it looks like he's definitely on his way out of the WWE. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, but like I said, you know, it's not like when that when that red belt, which by the way, everyone says, "Oh, we want got to get that universal title belt back." You know, we need it week to week. We need a champion. Remember when it was unveiled and everyone was like, "That belt is fucking ugly. Get that shit out of here." You know, now it's gone. They got their wish, and now they want it back. All they want is that belt back. We just want a champion. We don't give a fuck if it's the belt or not. We just but, want a champion that's going to show up week to week. I just don't think it matters, and especially one that's not an asshole and disrespectful for being in this sport that he's in. I just don't think it matters. You can write compelling storylines without a belt, and also, as I mentioned last week. You have a championship belt in AJ Styles that tonight 
Uh, rumor is not even going to main event the card. Roman Reigns is going to main event again against Bobby Lashley in a match that has uh, no stip, uh, no implications outright. They didn't say it was a number one contenders match. It just It's going to go on above the WWE title. So that's how little they care about that other belt. I haven't watched any of Lashley since he's come back. Cause oh, he's- you have not missed anything. His first feud coming back, Patrick, was Sami Zayn going on Bobby Lashley's Instagram page and and then accusing him of not being in the army. Then he had the terrible segment where he brought out men dressed as Bobby Lashley's sisters. It was well, yeah, really we talked bad. about that. Yeah, you one know, of your one uh, of my buddies did was in involved in that, but <sighs> I don't know what. I mean, I'm not sure what went down. I haven't seen him work since he's been back in WWE. Oh, Let's put it that way. Yeah, I haven't missed him. What the WWE has done to Bobby Lashley and Matt Hardy since coming over to Impact, it's pretty sad when Impact can write a better storyline for a wrestler than than the top company in the world or whatever. <laughs> but uh, And also this week there was that terrible injury. Uh, the G1 show happened at the Cow Palace and Takahashi took the, the thing to, right to his neck. Uh, oh, it was shit. a terrible... I, I think it's called... I forget what the kind of suplex it's called. Let me look it up again. I didn't get to see the G1, so... Uh, well, the, it wasn't It wasn't actually part of the G1. It was like a G1 exhibition before the G1 starts, because the G1 is 19 shows. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a big thing. Okay, so I'm going to okay, be... Okay, so... I'm going to be seeing this live. Yeah, but... You're going to get my reaction here, because I've never... I have not... I've never seen this move performed, but it's Dragon Lee taking on Takahashi. Now, Dragon Lee does this move that I used in 2K17 that I thought was like an imaginary move. I was like, no one could do this, because if you do this, this is what will happen. Well, this is what happened to Mr. Takahashi. Okay, so he picks him up. He's got him. Oh, good God. Yeah, so Alright, so it's like a it's like a belly to belly except he's got him hooked under his knees as well for like a a body belly, you might want to call it. He hooks his head and his under his knees, so he's got him cradled as he's throwing the belly to belly and the man lands flat on his neck. Uh yeah. I think it might be called some sort of dragon since it's dragonly, it's some kind of dragon suplex. It's not a dragon suplex, but I don't know it's what a, it's called. Like a, it's almost like a cradle belly to belly. Uh, that right there is fucking disturbing to watch. Yeah. Takahashi finished the match, though, but when he got backstage, he collapsed. He got rushed to the hospital. Uh, he made it back to Japan, though, so hopefully he'll be okay in the long run, but uh, probably definitely suffered a broken neck. But I, I think he can move his extremities, so... It could, could just been. be a couple of cracks in, in a vertebrae or something. Oh, yeah, just, you know, just walk, well, I mean, walk it off. Listen, no, I'm not saying walk it off. I'm saying have surgery and get fixed. But I'm saying it's not something that's going to end his career. It could be something minor that he could just have surgery fixed and be able to come back from. I'm not saying broken neck is, is minor by any oh, means. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was just making a joke. Uh, one final thing uh, in the news. This is going to make you happy, Patrick. 2018 is going to make you so happy because one of the running storylines of the Retro Wrestling Podcast is that I have no idea who Caitlyn is. Well, I'm going to get to know who Caitlyn is, Patrick, because she's in the Mae Young Classic with her skunkhead haircut, and uh, she is in the Mae Young Classic. So I'm going to finally get to see Caitlyn, yes. 
congratulations. Celeste is coming back. Awesome, man. Yeah, she is the first. Awesome. She's the first announced entrant in the May Young Classic. So. Awesome. Yes. Even I'm though, Paul. even though I have no idea who she is, but I'll I'll get to find out. I'll that get- is that is badass. I you know what? She's gonna win the whole damn thing. That's my pick. Right I, I don't think so, but. That's, That's my fine. pick right now. And also, congratulations to Tessa Blanchard. She signed with Impact Wrestling uh, full-time. Oh, yes. Week, so. Absolutely. Yes. Always. Now it's time to go back to 1999. And Patrick, I'm very upset with you because this show sucks. Uh, this is called Royal Rumble. It's a little uh, event where uh, people get into a ring and they throw each other and you have to go over the top and both feet have to hit the floor, Patrick. They've been doing it for quite a while. And in 1999, it was No Chance in Hell, which would turn out to be Mr. McMahon's theme song for the rest of time. Uh, when he started coming out to this after the Royal Rumble, I was like, why is he still using that song? Like, are they going to change it? What is this? Did they just forget? No, that's going to be his theme song. I recently re-listened to the Review Away podcast about this particular pay-per-view. This is the same... Uh, band that sings this song that did the DX theme and uh, did uh, Triple H's My Time theme. Really? Jim Johnston wrote it and uh, they performed it. So, yeah, No Chance in Hell. Another Chris Warren classic. So, it's January 24th, 1999. Yes. Sponsored by 1010220, the only way to make a collect call, Patrick. (laughs) It truly is. Long Distance. Why was that even... Why did long distance even cost money? I imagine back in the day when they actually had switchboards, you know, and the lady with the headset on and she's moving wires around. Can you imagine if you're making a long distance call by... How many people they How many ladies have to move (laughs) and attach? You... You... Patch you through. I am sitting right here in your living room and I say, you know what? I'm going to call Stanford, Connecticut. I'm going to get on the phone with Vince McMahon. And it's back in those times. I'm probably going through 52 women patching me through. <laughs> and it's always women on the switchboard, it by is, the way. Yeah, it's, there was never a man doing it. It's always it's always weird in those clips. It's always the lady with the headset. and it's and She I, always had to have the big hair and the big wad of chewing gum. Okay. Yeah. You know. But when it's in the 90s and beyond, why are we paying extra to call? That's something that went away, thankfully. But it's like, why? This just... Just because that's what you do. Collect calls charge more. Uh, well, they did make some money back in the day. Enough money to sponsor Royal Rumble 1999 in front of 14,816 fans of the WWF in the Arrowhead Pond where the boyhood dream came true at WrestleMania 12 and where WrestleMania almost died in WrestleMania 2000. So this is a very... Uh, Infamous location, in my opinion. <laughs> now, 1998 was a rocky year for Mr. Austin's title run. It did. As uh, it would come to an end after uh, Kane and Undertaker pinned him at the same time. Vince McMahon screwed him out of the belt. And then he. the rules of that match were also that Kane couldn't pin Undertaker, and Undertaker couldn't pin Kane. So basically, there was no way that Austin was leaving that night with the title. So then Austin had to rough a match between the two of them for the belt. And then Austin just said, which we've reviewed that pay-per-view, uh, or Austin would be fired. Austin said, fuck that, I'm fired then. Yeah. He was rehired pretty much the next day by Commissioner Michaels. So he comes back, and uh, the title is uh, vacant, and it's uh, 
put in a Survivor Series tournament. Which we need to follow that tournament at some point in time. It's really very well yes. done. The Survivor Series tournament, which, again, they fuck Austin out of the belt again when Shane McMahon, in the first of many times as his stint as a guest referee, came down to the ring and gave Austin... One, two... The middle finger. (laughs) And so, in the main event that night, the tournament final was Mankind, who was trying to be Mr. McMahon's stooge. He wanted to be in the corporation. He wanted to win his affection. Even under the mask, Mankind had his nice little combed hair. That's why he started wearing the tie and the shirt. He wanted to be corporate. He wanted to be with the cool kids. Exactly. And Rock, who had undergone like a two-month face turn. It was one of the strangest (laughs) things. When I went back to watch these Raws from 9 98. Rock sort of turns face for no reason. Uh, he abandons the nation, so he's a face for like two months, and immediately goes back to being a heel. He turns uh, and helps out the corporation, and they do the screw job finish one year later with Rock putting Mankind in the sharpshooter, Vince calling for the bell, a spot that they would repeat in both organizations for uh, years to this day. To come. To this day, they still do this spot. You know what? I, in all honesty, I would love... Because you know it, it pissed Brett off. I would love to know what Brett thinks about this whole thing being played out over and over oh, I'm and sure, over and over I'm sure again. he's sick of it. I uh, mean, yeah. because his first angle in WCW was a screw job spot at right. Starcade 97. It's right. like... Can yeah. I not just get away from this for exactly. a second? Yeah. There's more to his career there's, than there's this one moment. There's a lot more moment. to his career than that. But for some ungodly reason, that that scenario is played out over and fucking <laughs> yes. over. And so... And he even goes... Nat, it's happened to Natalia. Mm-hmm. Natalia with uh, Charlotte. They did this just a couple of years ago. That's like, right. So it gets passed down from generation to generation. And I even think Brett was at ringside yes. for it, right? And he had a look on his face like, seriously, we're yeah. fucking doing this again. <laughs> yeah. We are in January of 99, a huge turning point in the lifespan of WCW and WWF because January 4th is a day that is very, very famous because that was the finger poke of doom and it was Mankind winning the title on WWF when WCW and all their wisdom told you, hey, guaranteed title change on the other channel, but don't watch that. Instead, watch Conan. They did it in the middle of a Conan match, so immediately 500,000 people or whatever changed the channel, so good idea. And then the main event that they told you they had, which was going to be Goldberg and Nash... No. Didn't even happen. No, Goldberg was uh, arrested, accused of rape, and then taken across the street. So then it's, oh, Hogan and Nash. Okay, maybe that'll be something. Finger poke. Company's dead. Everything's over. No, just kidding. It was still a healthy company after that, but that was a big, big damage done. Uh, big damage. David Arquette saved it for a little bit there. Yeah, he brought it back. <laughs> he gave it... He gave it credibility, damn it. CPR with David Arquette. <laughs> Mankind got this shot. It was an ODQ match. Austin helps him win the belt. And uh, it was a fluke win. And uh, so naturally, Rock wants his rematch. And I love this because this is something that needs to change. Because the idea that the face always gives a rematch you know oh yeah i love that mankind said no nope, you're just not championship material rock <laughs> you're just not in my league i think that's awesome like, and that cr- doesn't make him a heel the crowd loved it too yes. like that even soared over and above because the crowd 
and they're thinking it too. That was what was so because it's like Rock had won and won and won by corporate. Right, exactly. You know, he's just gonna try and fuck him out of it. Yeah, which no spoilers, (laughs) but he does later tonight as well. But yeah, you know he's just gonna fuck him out of it. So I love the baby face saying, "You know what? No, because you're gonna fuck me out of." You're the just time. not in my league. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you're just gonna have to wait. Get in the back of the yeah, line. Yeah, back of the line, like pal. everyone else. I love that. This I, should be done more brilliant. often. That was brilliant. This should be done more often. I now, agree. unfortunately, though, at the end of all that, Rock mentions, "Well, I'm just gonna quit complaining," and he says, "Oh, quit, quit. I quit match. Yes, I'll wrestle you if we do an I quit match because I'll never quit." So, Mankind does take the bait and accepts the match for Royal Rumble 99. So, that is our main storyline. And also, we have... That's our storyline B. Our storyline A is still between Vince and Stone Cold Steve Austin because Vince was pissed at Undertaker and pissed at Austin. He was pissed at Undertaker for not getting the job done uh, with Kane to get the belt off Austin. So, he booked them in a Buried Alive match for one spot in the Rumble. They both can't be in it. You can't have both your top guys in the Rumble, so only one man can win. So Austin, with a little help from Kane, uh, buried Undertaker alive, who would then reemerge magically, as he usually does. And uh, so Undertaker not in the Rumble. Austin won his spot. So Vince fucks him over with the the <laughs> another spot they repeat to this day of... Oh, reach in, grab your pick. Oh, what ball are you going to pick? Oh, look, number one. Oh, what's this ball? Oh, it's number one as well. Yep, you're going to be number one. Yeah. And so then uh, Commissioner Michael steps in and says, Yeah, Vince, well, you know what? <laughs> you're number two. You're going to be number two. And Vince says, oh, Fuck that. We'll have a match for number 30 tonight. And, and, uh, and Michael says, Okay. So then it's a corporation versus DX fight for the number 30 spot and uh, McMahon comes in and throws Triple H out when Triple H thinks he wins and uh, so then McMahon thinks he wins and then in comes China China who is a member of DX does count does count gets in the ring throws Vince over and Vince almost breaks his neck as he's falling <laughs> out to the ring and uh, China becomes the very first woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble and at number 30, and to a huge pop, the crowd actually liked this idea. So she was very over at this time, as all DX. This pay-per-view is basically DX. Uh, I mean, they're in all the preliminary matches. That's true. That is true. And, I mean, they even... Billy Gunn comes back and works an angle even more during the Rumble. So With one leg. Yeah. This pay-per-view is rated TVMA... And it's not for cursing or nudity. It's for chair shots to the head. Oh, good God. There was a documentary being shot during this time. Oh, yes, Beyond the Mat. It's forever linked with this pay-per-view. And uh, this documentary, Beyond the Mat, if you haven't seen it, it follows a couple of wrestlers. One, the likes of Terry Funk. It it follows basically three wrestlers. Nick Foley, Terry Funk. Yeah. And... One guy trying to break into the industry. Yes. So you have the the guy that wants in, the guy that's nearing the end, and the guy that is supposedly at the end. And it shows, and in the process, it shows Jake the Snake Roberts, and it yeah. shows uh, it shows um, New Jack trying to do hit, you know, trying to get out of wrestling. Oh, you get into acting. And get yes. into acting. Shout out to my buddy. So yeah, no, it's it's um it's it's linked with this because. 
they are there filming backstage for this whole pay-per-view. Filming oh, this, and this ringside with Mick's family, who gets to watch this, this uh, murder occur. Unbelievable. And so, I'm going to try to give a little bit of commentary as we go through this. Uh, in reg- I went back and watched Beyond the Mat so I could make sure I had everything you know, right in regards to our pay-per-view so I can uh, I can give some play-by-play of what was going on backstage. Yeah, I'll probably try and put in a few clips from Beyond the Mat. I, I'm planning on re-watching it before I edit this thing so I can remember some things. But uh, Jim Ross was actually in the gorilla position tonight because Vince was getting ready for the Rumble. Yeah. And uh, Jim Ross... Uh, his mother had passed away at the end of 98 and he had a Bell's palsy attack, so he was not the main commentator. This was Michael Cole when Michael Cole was actually still a decent commentator. Yeah. He did fine. Well, probably his greatest call will be Mick Foley's title win that I'm sure JR wishes that he was actually there for because JR was instrumental in bringing Foley to the company, but Cole was uh, tasked with that and he did a good job and he did a good yeah. job. I have no complaints about no. Michael Cole tonight. This was a huge, a huge. Uh, moment for Michael Cole's career in my opinion there's no chance in hell Austin will start number one Vince will start number two and there's also a bounty on Stone Cold's head whoever eliminates him gets $100,000 Patrick so that way that gives the faces an excuse to want to eliminate him now despite having this bounty there are times in this match where no one seems to really want to go after Stone Cold Steve Austin where they'll fight amongst themselves now, well, if he's facing at him, I'm not going to go straight at him while he's staring me down. I'll jump him from behind. I know, but if there's a group of, like, two or three of us together and we're fighting each other, I say, whoa, 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 hold on. Look who's over there. We can split the hundred grand three ways. Yeah. I did like the idea of incorporating money into it because that's something that is not done very much anymore because, you know, winner's purse and, you know, bounties. A, a and- bounty, yeah. I mean, I think before this, the you know... I think back just because of my MWA days is when uh, Harley Race puts a bounty on Ric Flair for a hundred grand. So I just that I love the fact of a bounty being out there. That's a great way of playing into wrestling, and it's a great well, and it explains the logic of faces attacking faces and heels attacking yeah. heels. So yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Hardcore champ Road Dog is out. Guess what? He's not defending the hardcore title. Yes, and I assume the reason for this is because of the world title match tonight but that you know you can do a hardcore match one way and the last man or you can do the i quit match one way and a hardcore match the other way i don't think that you have to cancel one in favor of the other one because you can have i a, think with what you get in the main event it was well worth canceling i think you can have a garbage brawl a fun garbage brawl. it's not like road dog is gonna have a vicious violent you well, know both of these guys also have to come back and work the rumble yeah, but I mean, you can still... Garbage can lid shot isn't gonna... I mean... Because at WrestleMania X7, that's my example I'm gonna cite. They have a great hardcore title match earlier in the night, and then Undertaker and Triple H brawl through the crowd, land on mattresses, and do all this crazy shit. Hammer comes out, you know. Yeah. You can have... I think you can do both. So I think it was weird that they didn't make this a title I match. I think it was because they both had to work later again during the Rumble. Because, I mean, nobody's going to... It's not believable to take trash can lids to the head and then be like, oh, yeah, he's fine. He can come back and work the Rumble. 
I mean... Well, their roster was a little light, though, I guess, if they're needing both of these guys to come back, so... I, I guess I can kind of see that, but I really think it's just because, oh, you can't, you can't have two. We're already doing a chair shot match later. No chair shots in this match. Road Dog gets a decent pop for his sing-along promo. You know how it goes. <laughs> it's odd he introduces Billy Gunn, even though Billy didn't bother walking out there with his tag team partner. I understand he has a match coming up. Billy's prepping for... for he yeah. can still walk out, though, so I just thought next, it was weird. Next match out, so... He's taking on Corporate Boss Man, or Shield 1.0 Boss Man, who's in his SWAT gear. He's half of the tag champs with Ken Shamrock. Both men will be in the Rumble later. Boss Man sucks chance breakout. Boss Man splashes Road Dog, chokes him, misses another one, gets crotched on the ropes. Road Dog does the corner punches, and then no-sells an inverted atomic drop, which I think you should always sell that, because if you don't, that means you don't have a dick. Then he crotches Boss Man again. This time on the post, Bossman hits a reverse elbow, and Road Dog splats onto the ring mats. They get back into the ring. Bossman flattens Road Dog with a big boot, puts him in the bear hug. Road Dog bites Bossman in the nose to escape and draws a bit of blood. Ow. Give me a break, dude. <laughs> Bossman takes the turnbuckle pad off. Don't worry, that wouldn't come into play in the match. Road Dog then puts a sleeper on Bossman. Bossman escapes, goes upstairs. What are you doing, big Bossman? Oh, you're just getting slammed off the turnbuckle. That's what I thought. Shake, rattle, and roll punches, and then the shake, rattle, and roll knee drop only gets a two count. Boss Man gets up, hits the Boss Man Slam, which Michael Cole does not refer to as a Boss Man Slam, so minus one on Michael Cole's performance. One, two, three, the big Boss Man gets a win. Beats the the champion in a non-title match. The so. champion, the baby face, the fan favorite... Uh, very odd, but since there's nothing on the line, what does it matter? And yeah. you're both going to see him later. We'll uh, see. I, In my opinion, that puts him in line for a title shot. <laughs> just, uh, you beat the champion in a non-title match. That puts you in line for a title shot. Yeah, I beat you without weapons. Let's throw some weapons in there and see how we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, next to Kane, I don't think there's a guy that's been booked worse uh, in his... In the 90s, not in the early, not when he was the big, big boss man with the blue and when he was a face yeah. with Hogan. He was almost, you know, he, he was, was probably number... He was over almost as much as Hogan. Yeah, he was probably like number with, two or three face. Yeah, with the foam, the foam, um, um, nightsticks that were being sold. And I mean, boss man was... He had a good run then, but yeah. see, then, so then he goes back to WCW and they strip away, you're not the boss man anymore, you're just Ray Trailer again. And uh, you, he goes there, they don't have anything for him, and then they make him look like a total geek, because when the NWO comes in, uh, they, him and VK Wall Street wanted to join the NWO. The NWO said, you're, you're not cool enough for us. And then like... Uh, WCW said, no, you're under contract with us. And so then they were in this weird, I hate WCW shirt, but I'm not NWO. Yeah. And before that, he was feuding with, like, John Tenta, which, you know, would have been awesome in 1989. But, like, and then he comes back into the WWF, and he's booked as an enforcer for the corporation at first. And so that's actually a good role. 
But then he just gets... 99 was a bad year for boss man matches. I mean... Well, I mean, he gets hung from yeah. a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania yeah, he, and then shows up the next night on Raw. He's lynched uh, in the Hell in a Cell, then the Kennel from Hell match later oh, God, on in the Kennel year. Oh, from Hell match. This yeah. was a bad time in boss man's career. And it wasn't his fault. I know, yeah. It was just the way he was it's booked. It's the way he was booked. and It's kind of sad. That's all I'm, I'm saying. The man should have won the world title. I feel like he had... Not back, in the late 90s. No, I think the original the art, run. Yeah, yeah, the original WWF run. I feel like when you know. I think his his the perfect yeah slaughter the perfect time I think for him would have been right when when Hogan Warrior and all those guys left at the steroid scandal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah when Slaughter was running around doing the whole uh, doing the whole Iran thing, and Hogan had left during that point in time. Warrior had left during that point in time, so all you had was Savage and Flair, and they were doing their thing. You had, you know, uh, Slaughter, who's the champ, but yet he's running around, you know, Saddam Hussein this, Saddam Hussein that, and all that. I, I feel like that would have been a great, you know, spot for him. You know what? I, law and order, but I, I protect America too, and so like, he's America's policeman. Yeah, that would have um, been an awesome spot for him. Yeah, there were definitely some opportunities in that in that run where he he could have been really something special. But then this his WCW run and or when he was Big Bubba and then Ray Trailer and just uh, just everything, just a really it's. It really sucked how he was booked for the later part of his career, but uh, Ray Trailer definitely a cool, cool wrestler. So, the IC belt is up for grabs next. It's Ken Shamrock and Billy Gunn. Oh boy, it's the Ryan Shamrock love triangle <laughs> once again here. I know you love you some Ryan Shamrock. So, oh, you see, Billy mooned Ryan Shamrock, and that's all it takes for Ken Shamrock to snap. Imagine that—a man showing his his bare ass cheeks to your sister. That's enough to want to break your ankle. Well, wouldn't that... I mean, you would... Do, if someone did that to your sister... I really wouldn't care that much. I just wouldn't. I, uh, You're not a protective brother, then. I don't think mooning somebody's really that offensive. It reminds me, one time in the NFL, uh, Randy Moss scored a touchdown. Pantomimed mooning the crowd because they were mad at him or something, so he like acted like he was pulling his pants down. And I remember Joe Buck saying, That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen! Really? It's just a butt cheeks. I mean, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they get their ass out every time they wrestle for some reason. I remember so. Blitz the League video game, the second one, when you could uh, pretend like you were shitting the football. Oh, that's when good, you yeah. The, when you did the celebration after a touchdown. So, I mean, obviously there's plenty of things that were out there at that point in time, so it's not that big of a deal. I do agree with you. Yeah, it's not that. It's not a blood feud. It's not something to kill someone over that you you well, showed I mean, your butt cheeks. You, well, you let us in on the true story and meaning behind this whole Ryan Shamrock. Well, the ultimate goal was yes to have an incest angle where Ken was jealous that he wanted to bang his own sister. It definitely, or this has Vince Russo written all over it. So just <laughs> written all over it. Ken vetoed that, and Ryan got the boot, and then would show up in WCW. With Which the I'm Maestro. so glad Ken vetoed because that would have put such a black mark on his career. I don't think he'd have ever been able to come back from it. Yeah, there. Well, he had a very successful career in MMA after uh, WWE. He would have put all this shit behind him. I'm sure. Mr. Ass is out first. 
He's got his eyebrow piercing, like everyone did in the late 90s, and he's got pink tights on. Billy says, Ken Shamrock, I've only got one thing to say. Come on down and get your ass kicked if you ain't down with that suck it. That's a lot more than one thing to say, but he said it. <laughs> Shamrock is out next. He's the IC and tag team champ with corporate boss man. Gunn hits a wobbly delayed suplex to Shamrock. He tries a spear but goes shoulder first into the post. Shamrock scoop slams Gunn, drops a knee. Shamrock sucks chants are heard throughout the match. Shamrock lands a spinning heel kick for a two count. Gunn hits the Famouser, but can't capitalize right away. It takes him a while, so he only gets a two. Gunn hits the corner punches to Shamrock. They brawl to the outside of the ring. Shamrock lands some knees to Gunn's skull against the guardrail, which looked very painful. Billy and Shamrock fight on the apron. Gunn drops Ken Shamrock face first onto the announce table. Then Shamrock decides, you know what, fuck your leg. So he works on it. They get back into the ring. It's the same leg he attacked on Raw the week before. Then he works a front face lock. Hits a perfect plex, only gets a two count. Then he accidentally clotheslines Tim White. That's a big fuck up. Then they clothesline each other, so now everyone's down, which allows Val Venus to run in. He DDTs Ken Shamrock while Tim White is down. But Shamrock kicks out, meaning this whole run-in was pointless. Or so you think. To be continued on that, folks. Shamrock kicks out too by the time Gunn covers him. Gunn goes for an axe handle off the top turnbuckle, but his ankle is fucked. He hurts himself, and Shamrock grabs him, puts him in the ankle lock, and Billy Gunn, who Michael Cole said had never tapped out in his career, well, guess what? There's a first for everything, and he did it here. He tapped out to Ken Shamrock. So Brings like a little bitch. Ken Shamrock retains his IC belt in a match that was... A raw match. It really felt like a raw, a, a good raw ma- main event. Basically, is what this felt like. Yeah, Billy Gunn's never worked a main event in his life. These are two uh, King of the Rings here. But, yeah. So uh, you know, hey, Billy and Chuck is right around the corner. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, the one Billy Gunn is out. The the Shogun's Billy Gunn's got a lot of great angles coming up in his career. I think he can turn this thing the around. Steroid bodybuilding, getting fired angle. <laughs> getting f- it's so crazy. He got fired. He got popped for steroids outside of the company, which so did Lesnar. But Gunn gets fired. And Lesnar gets to come and cut open Randy Orton's head with his elbow. Like I said, whatever it's whatever they feel like that day is what they do. That's right. We go backstage to Mr. McMahon who is getting a pep talk from Shane, and I love this. I, Shane and the training montage with Vince and all that shit, he oh, is so good. Oh, the Rocky shit. Yeah. It was like, catch chicken, ca- gotta be, make the colonel proud. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the Stooges are there too, though they don't say shit. Gunn is helped to the back as his ankle is fucked. Gangrel is out, and without his entrance, it looks kind of shitty because he's Gangrel has no fire to there's he doesn't raise out of the ground so the camera picks him up just sitting on a knee just waiting for the light to hit him and so he just walks to the ring and then he oh Triple H stole this spot from Gangrel as he spits his blood vial shit into the crowd which uh, Triple H would do with water thankfully if Triple H started doing it with blood I'd be very concerned um or as red liquid, as they would call it. They'd never call it blood. And they'd never call him a vampire outright. They'd always be like, he's into some alternate lifestyle, you know? <laughs> they just, you know, he could come out there dressed as Dracula, and they'd be like, we don't know what's going on with this guy. <laughs> so, Gangrel is out, and he spits blood at the crowd. He's taking on X-Pac for that prestigious European title. 
Both of these guys are also in the Royal Rumble later. We get a back suplex into a leg drop from X-Pac. Gangrel hits a belly-to-belly toss. Misses a top turnbuckle elbow drop. X-Pac hits corner punches and the Bronco Buster. Are we getting to the finish already? Almost. Spinning spinning heel kick to Gangrel. X-Pac goes to the turnbuckle but gets crotched. X-Pac fights him off. Hits a flying cross. Here we go. One, two, three. Ring that bell. Oh, wait. Didn't call for the bell. Because they fucked the finish. Yes, so X-Pac fights him off, hits a flying cross, which Gangrel rolls over, so now he's got X-Pac covered. Teddy Long, our referee, holla, 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 counts one, two, three, and nothing happens. And Jerry Lawler's even like, I heard three. (laughs) I think I heard three. And Cole has to play the, the role of covering it up, like, well, he says two, and he didn't ring the bell. So this match continues. Uh, even though it shouldn't have. X-Pac didn't kick out. He did not. And uh, Gangrel should be your new European champion. It's true. The The continent of Europe deserved a vampire as From their Transylvania. <laughs> yes. Which, as we mentioned before we went on, they could have just flipped this title the next night. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. This is a title that we saw Triple H, you know... This is a title we saw Shawn Michaels just lay down for. You know, the the original finger poke of doom was over this belt. That's true. But no, no, no. We have to stick to the Which is why you don't see this title now. Right, yes. It is a pretty looking title, but it had no value. No value. Because nobody buys it as a legitimate title anymore. Nobody... Well, right, and after it was originally... Like, the original tournament that ended with Owen and Davey Boy, like, oh man, you know, it's, it's sort of like the UK title is now. Yeah, like oh man, this is gonna go somewhere. We're gonna this is gonna be something. No, just just a prop, you know. Yeah. Other than to make you a uh, Grand Slam champion, that's its real purpose in life. So Gangrel hits a power slam, only gets two. X Pac just gets up and hits an X Factor one two three, and wins a match he lost already. <laughs> so there you go. And you know what? What makes it worse? Not the fuck up. Okay, I get the fuck up. But they replay it for us. They show us the fuck up. Not part of a storyline. You know, if it's part of a storyline fuck up, like, you know, when they did, uh, you know, the mysterious three count at WrestleMania 3 when it's Andre and Hogan and the build for WrestleMania 4, like, you know, when it's part of a storyline, that I understand showing that. But when you just fuck up and show it, that was pretty shitty. Kevin yeah. Dunn gets negative one point here as well. I'm, I'm deducting points from everybody tonight. And so, yeah, that was uh, that. Another another Raw match. These And DX. DX is getting all the work tonight. And uh, Well, they're not getting the next match, but, you know. Oh, the next match. Oh, boy. Kevin, Kelly, <laughs> Kevin Kelly is backstage with DX. They all have a strategy. And their strategy is they actually don't have any strategy because they say it's every man for himself, and China says it's every woman for themselves or herself. So that means they have no strategy. So this None. interview was pointless. Thank pointless. you. Pointless. Now, I totally forgot. I have no recollection of why Shane McMahon is involved with Luna Vachon, but they tried it. Shane McMahon comes out to... A theme song. Which this is how this is how Luna was brought back in after you know the whole valet for Shawn Michaels and all that shit for WrestleMania Nine, and she takes her leave afterwards mysteriously, and then this is how she was brought back. 
She's also the first woman in a WWF video game. She was on Raw for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Yes. um, I did not know that. So Shane comes out to some strange theme song. I think it might be the original Heat song, because he was a commentator when Heat debuted, so I think that's what he came out to. He introduces Luna, and I guess the idea was they actually probably considered having Luna in the corporation. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing that, they just made China join the corporation instead. Which all, which also leads me to the question: Why did they never get to a Luna and China match? Doesn't that just seem logical? The two manliest women. Who'd win? Yeah, Luna's not laying down for this newbie. Luna's got the wrestling family tradition, right, yeah. and China's like, "Fuck you! I'm not laying down for nobody." So, so Shane says, "Come on down, Luna." Luna comes out. Shane says, "Sable has a back injury." And Sable needs to come out and forfeit the title. So she comes out. A no match match here. She comes out. She's in a wrestling gear for some reason. <laughs> it's strange to forfeit a title. I'm out here to forfeit a title, but yeah, I'm gonna wear my wrestling gear. Well, it's more clothing than she often wore to the ring. So it's very true. <laughs> she came out selling a back injury by just holding her back. This vicious back injury that you have to forfeit your title. How do you sell it? One arm, just to the side. Okay. She grabs the mic and says, Ring the bell. And Shane says, Okay, have it your way, like Burger King. (laughs) Of course this is a strap match. You know why this is a strap match? Because this can cover someone that does not know how to wrestle, Patrick. And this is the classic WWF strap match where it's you hit the corners. You hit the little corners. There's not, you know, a cowbell in the middle. No one's going to be getting busted open. There's no viciousness. It's just go tap it in. Well, I don't know. Now, some of these strap hits were pretty vicious. She laid, Luna laid in Disable with some of these. Well, I would, too, if I knew I was going to have to lose this match. So, Shane joins in on commentary. Sable gets most of the offense early on. Sable touches two posts before Luna stops her. Luna does the same before Sable stops her. Luna hits a backbreaker, which Sable sells in decently, even though she almost beats Luna to her feet. Then she chokes her with the belt. Luna and Sable do the spot where this is the classic. This is... She's Every strap match that they've done. She wraps the strap around her neck. Gonna, ties her. Gonna carry her around like a backpack. Carry her like Santa Claus's, you know... Toys. Naps, knapsack of toys. One, and as she's walking, Sable hits one. Two, as she walks to turn to the next one, Sable hits two. Three, Sable hits three. Four, or you think because Sable... Flips over. When they went for three, it was pretty funny because uh, Luna hit it and walked a little too far, so she had to back up to let Sable hit the hit the thing. Yeah. And then they get to four. Now, Luna had been fine with just carrying around Sable's uh, corpse on her back, <laughs> um, but for some reason decides to try the neck breaker, and that's when Sable flips out yeah. and hits the post. And there you go. And uh, the original Tori, remember her? She comes through the crowd, and she decks Luna. Sable hits the post and retains. And Shane is an idiot. And had why was he even out there? He wanted Luna to win and didn't interfere in this no-DQ match. That's true. So, I don't know, just to get him on TV. Get him a pay-per-view payday, I guess. Oh, he's going to get a payday later on in the main <laughs> event. 
Well, he wants that hundred grand. He should have entered himself in here. This is stupid that he well, didn't. I'm talking want... about the world title match when he comes out and buying time for Mick. Up next is the I Quit match between Rock and Mankind. This is where they replay the promo of Ma- Mankind saying, "No, you're not. You're not in my league. I won't give you a match." And just then he... not championship material. And then he accepts the match. The promo recaps some of his FMW matches with Terry Funk, the exploding barbed wire shit, as well as, of course, Hell in a Cell, because what Mick Foley match does not include Hell in a Cell highlights. Mankind, the least your unworthy ass can do is give The Rock what is rightfully his, and that's a shot at his title, Royal Rumble 1999. You're simply not championship material. It'll be a no disqualification match as well. I'm going to have to take a pass on that one, Rock. No count out as well. No thank you, Rock. The Rock Aaron Dam tease that not one member of Team Corporate will be around the ringside. You get no title shot. Obviously, The Rock quits in trying to get your money. I accept. Ass out of- I accept. You and I at the Royal Rumble in an I quit match. How does it feel, Rock? How does it feel to be in a match that you can't win and I can't lose? What you're failing to realize is that you are going one-on-one with the great one. I've been through every kind of match and I've never quit. I've been blown up. I've been wrapped in barbed wire. I've been thrown on tacks and beds of nails. Pain is my calling in life. It's my middle name. You're kidding me. How in the hell is he standing? Oh, my God. And look at this. He's got a smile on his face, for God's sakes. How is The Rock going to make mankind say I quit? A corporate elbow here and a corporate elbow there. The Rock plans on sprinkling a rock bottom here and a rock bottom there. No, not on the car! Rock, oh, rock the Rock's gonna take Mankind out to the English announce table. And The Rock's gonna go down the line. Spanish announce table, French announce table, Ho Chi Ming Chow, Chinese announce table, all the languages down The Rock's rumble. I will never say I quit. Then The Rock is gonna drag mankind down Know Your Roll Boulevard. Hang that right, right there on Jabroni Drive, and there it is. The Smackdown Hotel. Take his candy ass from room to damn room until it's I will not say them here nor there. I will not say them anywhere. I will not say those words, you twit. I will not, will not say I quit. He don't care about self-mutilation. He doesn't bother him a bit. There's a human being in there that is unbelievably indestructible. Indestructible, the rock's ass. The rock plans on proving to you and the millions and millions of the rock's fans. I will never say I quit. When it's all said and done, mankind, you'll realize that even though you have one ear, the rock has two, which means you son of a... The Rock is gonna hear you scream, I quit. There will be no disqualification, no count out, no corporate members at ringside, no stopping the match, or excessive blood loss. You see, what I'm going to do very simply is beat the living hell out of you until you cannot take it anymore and you look up at me with that ridiculous eyebrow and you say the two magic words, Rock. I quit!
Well, here we go, Rock. It is showtime. The table is set, and the big question is simply this. Will you be able to do what no one has ever done and make mankind utter the words, I quit? First and foremost, Doc, know your role and shut your mouth. I tell you what, mankind, there's something about this whole situation that really befuddles The Rock. Because you see, The Rock isn't just some Rudy Poo candy ass on the corner of Know Your Road Boulevard and Jabroni Drive that you're just gonna have your way with The Rock. Well, uh-uh. Because tonight, in front of the thousands of Rock's fans here tonight, all chanting his name and the millions and millions of The Rock's fans watching live The Rock guarantees to prove to you that The Rock is the great one and The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today and after you utter the words I quit The Rock will go down as being the best damn WWF champ there ever was if you smell what The Rock is cooking one thing I will say that irritates me about this and the January 4th match is that Rock did not show up in his tights. And I guess the reason for this is because he's working on his WrestleMania body, and I think he's, um, you know, this is totally just an allegation, but I think, uh... Think he's Jason? I think he might be, um, uh, yeah, sticking a needle in his ass. So, to cover up the in-between, he wears this Adidas jumpsuit, and yeah. I just... Come to work, you know. Come dress for work. I under, it's part of mankind's character to look disheveled. The Rock is supposed to be exquisite, you know. The yeah. Rock is supposed to always be in tip tip top shape, you know. Here he comes in his fucking tracksuit, like he just w- came from the gym. Like, oh, he looked at his watch. Oh shit, time for my match, and just hopped in the car. Fuck, I ain't got time to change. We'll just go like this. Yeah. So Doc Hendricks is back with the Rock, and eh, I'm not gonna give Rock a lot of credit for this promo because it's just going through every catchphrase, every catchphrase. Oh, he's 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 burning the book. He is, man. And it wasn't any build. It wasn't nothing. He just hit it. Boom, 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 boom. Just fuck out of the way. Just segue. (laughs) Smackdown Hotel. Candy ass, you know, just segue, hit all the hot, just go. The millions no, of fans. Yeah, millions and millions if you smell what The Rock is cooking. It, it, they're just nothing <laughs> personal, nothing about Mick. Nothing you know. unique, nothing, yeah. no, yeah. It was just the greatest hit. This was a Rock generic pro, uh, promo. Yeah. Mankind, by the way, got to wrestle on Heat earlier tonight, as if this man couldn't, I mean, this man gets screwed over more than any other more than uh, Brett ever dared to be. Well, I mean, just as much. I mean, the shit this guy does for the company, and and to be in the main event spot, basically in the title match, and they say, Mick, we want you to work a match on Heat before. I you get- know, Triple H would say, "Fuck you," or Shawn Michaels would say, "Fuck you." Austin would say, "Fuck you." Of course, Mick, you'll do it. Dumbass. That's just. I'm sorry. Sometimes I know that's what makes Mick Foley such a great guy is because he's always willing. He'll do anything. But sometimes you have to put your foot down and say no. Oh, you see, you see, he'll do anything in this <laughs> yeah. match. I know, but I just think it sucks. This match is is one of the most disturbing things you will ever see. And I put this up there literally with like death match style matches this is one of the most disturbing brutal things you will ever witness. Well, it's totally one-sided because the rock doesn't absolutely. really take any absolutely any punishment at least in those matches against hunter as much as i shit on hunter and all those matches 
Hunter did take some punishment. Hunter yeah. did blade. Hunter did, you know, some high spots or whatever, you right. know, like rock. I mean, yeah, he came dressed in his tracksuit because he knew it wasn't going to get dirty tonight. Like, yeah. He came out more focused on what he would be saying into the microphone when it was shoved in his face <laughs> than anything in the match. Mankind grabs the mic early on, and it doesn't work, okay? One part of an I Quit match you need is a working microphone, so he has to give it to Earl, I think, and Earl has to fucking figure it out and turn it on. So Mankind grabs the mic, beats Rock down, sticks it in his face, Rock says you can kiss his ass, then he uses the mic as a weapon, which sounds great, the way it pops. Yes. I know it's not... You know, it's like getting hit with a pizza box. You know, I one time Al Snow got hit in, a, in the head with a pizza box and sold it like he got hit with a steel chair. <laughs> and so this is something like that. You know, yeah. little Mike is not gonna like. Oh my God! The you know, but, but it sounds amazing. And sound, it's like it, a cookie sheet. People don't people don't value sound so much. You know, it's very important. Like yeah. when we were at WrestleMania 33 and in that open air stadium. And Seth Rollins and Triple H were having that match. It's just dead quiet. Yeah. Because just nothing is carrying. And so, yeah, when I pop you in the head with a microphone, it just sounds great. And yeah. so, I buy it. You know? Yeah. So. so, he shoves the mic back in Rock's face. He says he's going to kick Mankind's fat ass. They do the clothesline over the top rope spot, which Mick always did. Then Mankind gets thrown into the steps. Rock decides, you know what? Time for some commentary. So, he takes Cole's headset and he's talking, and he's like, "Hey, what are you?" T- Jerry's trying to warn him that mankind's about to come get him, and Rock is like, "You shut your mouth, Jerry!" And then mankind jumps him, and then Jerry's like, "I tried to tell him. I tried to tell him." <laughs> Chair shot to Rock's back. Wow. Oh man, vicious. A mic shot to Rock's head and his back. Then a double arm DDT to Rock, who basically no sells it. He almost beats Mick to his feet. Then Mr. Sacco comes out. I guess we're going home. Uh, Mr. Sacco comes out, the mandible claws on the rock. I, I wish we were going home. Mankind probably wished we were going home, too. Uh, rock is passed out, and Mankind says into the mic that he's going to split open the rock's eyebrow. His ridiculous eyebrow. They walk and brawl through the crowd. Rock power slams fully over the barricade. God. Rock takes the bell, and instead of doing a typical bell shot, I did enjoy this, so he puts the bell against his head and then takes the hammer to the bell. Sound, again. Sound, important. You know, seriously now, that has that had to possibly rupture your eardrums. That's loud as hell right there next It to is you. loud. I mean, it carries through an arena. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, oh, it has to hurt. I was like, no, 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 no because no. this goes back to the big show last week no. getting kicked through the stairs. No. Yeah, no. I'm not saying... But yeah, it sounds great. Uh, the sound, just that close to deafening to the... Because it's on the side of his head. It's not like frontal or whatever. That close to your ear, that has to hurt your eardrums like crazy. Time for The Rock's big spot of the match. He wants to rock bottom Mick through the Spanish announce table. And usually the opposite <laughs> happens with these tables where they don't break. Oh, this, this one, son of a bitch breaks before they even yeah, jump. Yeah, this one was not having any of this shit. And <laughs> so it just breaks immediately and Rock covers it well. He just grabs the mic, goes right to Mankind. You quit. And uh, we get, up yours, Rock. So Rock is thirsty, so he drinks some water and spits some in Foley's face. And then they go brawling up the ramp, which is not a ramp. It's just concrete. It's a walkway. Yeah. He clotheslines Rock from behind on the concrete. They battle near the tech area. Okay. Rock DDTs him on the concrete ramp. Lovely. Rock finds a ladder, but Foley shoves it into the rock to the balcony area there overlooking the entryway at which point in time they're trading blows 
punch for punch. Rock decides, you know what, fuck it, and climbs over into the safety of the the fans and takes and and just lays one of those, you know, people's punches right into the side of Mick's face. And Mick does another dive. Another dive. And this landing is horrific to watch. Well, it sucks because he lands on these big uh, audio speaker boxes, which... Um, spark. Well... Like crazy. Well, the sparks, are, that's just pyro. The actual landing looks like it sucks. The sparks are just pyro. Right. I mean, Goldberg stands in sparks yeah. every night. But the uh, those boxes are very stiff, like those PA boxes. They're or very hard. They yeah. don't. There's no give in them. It's not like a, yeah. It wasn't a table. No, it wasn't a table. It wasn't like a cardboard box. It wasn't like a You know, a hard styrofoam. This was solid plastic, like hard plastic. And so no, they look like legit audio monitors. Yeah, and it knocks out the power in the building for a minute. Well, that that's smoke and mirrors but it was cool it was a cool effect well i'm just going with it <laughs> i'm buying in pal work with me here damn it but no in all seriousness though the way he starts clutching his chest and heaving it looks like he's having a heart attack and it's to the point that the rock climbs down and the rock goes over to earl and is like is he all right and shane comes running out there and like while Shane, while Rock's talking with Shane and the camera's staying on him, Earl goes down. Mick's like, "Yeah, I'm fine," and so gets up. Earl goes, you know, whispers to Rock, "Hey, he's 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 fine," and uh, you hear the Rock go, you know, to Shane, he's cool, and so Shane's like, "Okay, we're gonna call it off," and Shane and Rock goes. No, 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 no. This is what he wanted. Yeah. That son of a bitch is going to scream, I'll be, I quit or I'll be damned if he doesn't. And just, it was great. (laughs) They start brawling back towards the ring. He grabs the back of Mick's head and slams him into the side of the metal fencing leading to the ring area and splits the side of Mick's eye wide open. And so, Mick is bleeding. And he's got that shitty mask on, And he's got that mask on, and it just... He is pouring blood. At which point in time, they get back into the ring, and I'll let you pick it up from here, sir. Well, this is where, of course, The Rock finds Big Boss Man's handcuffs. He does. That had been conveniently left out there. He does. So he handcuffs Foley, and beats the shit out of him, slams him against (sighs) the buckle, but Foley... He's a no-armed man in an ass-kicking contest. He low-blows Rock, and for a second you think, holy shit, he's going to pull this off (laughs) with no arms. This is pretty impressive. Like some Chuck Norris shit, you know? Yeah, he kicks him down, he bites him, but then Rock clotheslines him, and that's the end of that. Then Rock gets the chair. The chair that will get the most work of the night. I, I have took, in a match, 13 chair shots to the head once. I had my arms to protect myself. <laughs> it was one of the most horrific things I ever decided to agree to do, and there's no chance in the hell, no coin, not no point intended, uh, that I'll ever do it again. I was dumber than hell because I love this match, and I was like, well, if Mick can do it, I can at least do it and protect myself. 
fuck that. Okay? The Rock gets a chair and just starts teeing off on Mick's head. Well, the first one, to be fair, wasn't that bad because he did the corporate elbow on the chair to Mick's head. Then he asked asked Mick, hey, would you like to quit now? And he says, go to hell, Rock. This is when he starts, you know what, I'm just gonna, yeah. Fuck it. Destroy this man's head. Chair shot number two to the head. Three to the head. Would you like to quit now, Mick? You'll have to kill me, Rock. And I think Rock took him took him up on the offer. Yeah. Number four to the head, followed by number five and number six. Foley rolls out of the ring. So you think, oh, at least he can get away. Nope. Shot seven. Shot eight. Then shot nine. And then Foley takes shot ten. Shot eleven is to the back of Mick's head as he was walking away. Rock then mercifully asks Foley, would you like to quit now? Well, Foley is... Out cold. Yes, and a tape of Mick Foley saying, I quit! I quit! Which was taped off of Heat or Raw or something. It was a promo he was doing, yeah. Yeah. Plays over the speakers, and for the audience at home, we knew it was a tape, but if you were at the arena, you might actually have thought he quit, because it it sounded legit enough. Like, uh, you know, you couldn't see his mouth. He was face down. But uh, devastating. I mean, and some of those shots, I skimmed over it, but I mean, some of those shots were him on his knees. I mean, just really he is brutal stuff. Peeing off. Swinging for the fences. He is swinging for the fences. To the point now, beyond the mat side of it, that gash that he got from hitting the, the entryway railing was where most of the impact of these chair shots were taking place. And it took that gash and actually started peeling it back like leather. Which is why then you see them come out with a tub of water because they're trying to just find where the wound is through the blood and to get water compress on it just to get it to kind of slow the bleeding process down. He was losing that much blood. And... uh, you go into Beyond the Mat afterwards and they're back there and they're stapling him up and they're stitching him up and the first fucking words out of Mick's mouth is I hope the fans left happy what the fuck dude (laughs) he's out of his mind (laughs) you just gave them more than any other person in their entire life would have agreed to do you almost electrocuted yourself. You took 11 chair shots, unprotected, to the head. <laughs> you split your head wide open. And I'm not you talking took a table about, bump. Yeah. I'm not talking about, like, got busted. I mean, that shit, those chair shots actually peeled his scalp back like leather. They had to flap it over. I'm being dead serious now. Flap it back over. If you don't believe me, go back and watch it. It is one of the most disturbing things I have ever seen in Beyond the Mat is in that that excerpt of where they're stapling him up. And he's worried, did they leave happy? That shows you how much Mick Foley cares about this business. Right there. If well, there's not to the another, detriment of his own health. There, If there's not another moment ever in his career that shows you or opens your eyes, that moment right there should do it. That this man will do what... He will set himself on fire. He will literally fly off of cells. He will take physical brain damage. 
knowingly, agreeingly, willingly take physical brain damage and possibly even electrocute himself for you, the fans. Well, and even though this was the title match, the the Rumble's the main event. Those tickets were not sold on this match. And the same thing with King of the Ring 98. Yeah. Yeah, Austin's okay. Austin's first blood match is what people were. Austin is selling the tickets. Yeah, but you're doing all the work. Like, it, yeah, to to not even be at the top of the card and for this kind of dedication is is something that I do love about McFoley. But at the same time, it's like to the detriment to his own detriment. Which is well, I think, and which is why he was only like 33 here. Yeah, and I mean, he which looks is ancient. What, what yeah, he's like almost my age. Like, yeah. and. I mean, now you see him walking around. He looks... Yeah, he walks around like he's 80, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, just really... I think I liked the, the Taker, Helena Cell thing because, you know, Taker... To get Taker over as this monster heel, the demon, you know, that makes sense that Undertaker is going to show that kind of viciousness. To me, The Rock isn't a character... Isn't a vicious heel. He's more of a cocky heel, Ric Flair. Yeah. A guy that's not... that You know, Triple H, that's... Triple H like basically changed his character when he turned into a heel. That he wanted to be like mega. I'm gonna crush you. Like I'm just gonna ultra violence. But that's not what The Rock is. And so that's yeah. what I think is weird about this match is yeah. because The Rock is also. I think he did it because the, the company almost they booked it like this um, to have him so violent because he was almost getting oh you know he's over he's a cool heel like so yeah. you need to really give the fans a reason to hate him yeah. but at the same time it's just not in the rock's character to be this vicious yeah that's the only thing i don't like about this match though is it just it comes out of left field for the rock like well and and personal side note here you bring up uh this wasn't the main event okay right yeah and and hell in a cell wasn't the main event that's what makes once again WrestleMania 2000 that we covered so special to me was because he finally got one. Yeah, that was I mean even or not WrestleMania 2000. I mean uh, Royal Rumble 2000. Sorry, oh, okay, Royal Rumble yeah. 2000. That's what makes it so special for me is yeah people were coming for the Rumble, but the, knowing headlining Triple H versus Cactus Jack in a street fight. People, that was second nature. The Rumble was second nature to that. Madison Square Garden, Mick Foley is defending, you know, or is getting a chance to win the WWF title in Madison Square Garden. Like that. Well, which they had done a great job of telling the story about how he saw Snooka and MSG. And and when he transformed from, from mankind to cactus. That, these three matches are, are what shows the dedication of Mick Foley and what this man is willing to do. And that's why I say, uh, Hell in a Cell is by far one of the most favorite matches of any Mick Foley fan out there. This one is by far... I think it's worse. As far as, like, uh, violence. Yeah, it is by far worse. Uh, But Royal Rumble 2000, it it will always have a special place (laughs) in my heart for Mick Foley because... Did he lose? Yeah, but he was the one walking out of that match. Triple H didn't. So, it was... Uh, and, a God, dude. Mick Foley. Just this man. No credit that can ever be given enough for what this man has given for, for the fans. And he's also... And for this business. He's also talented on the microphone, too. He possesses 
everything except, I think, the physical ability of a Shawn Michaels as far as in the ring performance. I mean, he's a brawler. He's not He's not a technician. That's probably the only knock against Foley. But everything else he has. Well, he and has I, I agree and with... He, and he doesn't have the look. I of, agree with Vince. Uh, if you go back to Beyond the Mat, Vince is talking about Mick Foley, and he's he's talking about like when they're interviewing Vince, and Vince is Vince McMahon sitting there and saying like, Mick Foley's the kind of guy that if he wants to go and be a, an actor in Hollywood, he can. If he wants to go and and be a singer, he can. Mick wanted to be a comedian after wrestling. You know what? <laughs> he puts on a hell of a fucking show. And well, so, he tried the actual comedy route at first, and then it just turned into story time with Mick, which he's good at that, but he gave it a go, you know? But what and I'm he's an is, author. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Th- this man, there's nothing that, when he sets his mind to it, he can't do. And I think it all... Or won't, or will, or won't take no for an answer on, either, I guess is a better way of putting it. I think also a, a good comparison... Um, you see the difference in how a fan of wrestling wrestles versus someone who's not a fan of wrestling wrestles like Goldberg. Like, you know, someone that really didn't Lesnar grow up. Lesnar would never in a million years do half of the shit that McFoley did in this match alone. Right, because he wasn't a pro wrestling fan. Exactly. He was a real wrestler, you know. He didn't fuck that fake shit, you know. Like, so uh, Foley understood all the... Uh, fully understood the entertainment aspect of of pro wrestling. Right. Now, as if Foley didn't give The Rock enough, of course, Rock needs to pose over Foley's dead body with the title belt. Another thing that makes this match really sad, though, is that halftime heat, they just flipped the title back. So, it's like... Well, they were competing with Super Bowl. Well, it was the Super Bowl halftime. Right. That's what I'm saying. They were... You know, they got a lot of eyes either, on the product. You're going to either sit there and watch the the, you know, the halftime show of the Super Bowl, or you can flip the channel and watch an empty arena match between Mick Foley and The Rock with Vince McMahon doing commentary. Yeah, it was very uh, strange, too, because he did that show commentary on it, not as Mr. McMahon. He just did a straight commentary. Straight Vince. just it's like so weird. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a shot. Vince from the 80s. We're just yeah. going to shoot in right here and say go. And Yeah, so, and so he didn't root one way or another. He yeah. wasn't like upset when like Foley won. He just called it right down the middle. It was very weird. Yeah. Um, I hate the ending of that. The forklift. The pallet down. <laughs> that's, that's the one part of that that sucks, but I see. I want to go back and relive that match now. So <clears throat> Foley, of course, can't leave on a stretch. No, man. No, do more damage. Do more damage. This dude just took eleven chair shots, and he'll just walk. To the and back. and you know what? He should have jogged to the back. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When he flicks his hair up out of his eyes, okay, and the blood, you see the blood splatter out <laughs> onto the ground goes to show you the fact that this man did everything humanly possible to put on an an absolute ultimate match and um he was going to walk out out of respect always i don't think he's ever left on a stretcher not no out of now once you're behind that curtain get back on the stretcher. get me on a fucking stretcher get me on a bed but listen here damn it i'm gonna fucking I will get. I'm going to get something out of. I'll this. get on my hands and knees and crawl if I have to. But by God, I'm leaving on my own. I'm leaving from the ring under my own willpower, and that's something that you have to respect for, for what Mick Foley 
especially for what he's done and put his body through to still do. A promo recaps the Vince and Austin feud, which I already recapped in the start. I'll include it here. Just for... Alright, time for the rumble. Now, both feet must be thrown over the top rope. Both feet hit the floor. One foot can hit and you're still Good in. to go. Good you to can go. go under the ropes. You can go under, you can go between. You must go over the top and both feet hit the floor. I wanted to specify that because Finkel went over it five fucking times. Yes, this was a thing that they did every year in the Rumble up until recently where we had to hear the rules. All the rules in fine detail as they filled time with, with Fink here. Um, who's your pick? Now, before we get going, who's your pick for the... Uh, oh, gosh, man. This Rumble. roster is so thin. Oh, man. Like, I, you're, I, I, Hey, I'm going for a, a shot in the dark here. A night horse. I'm going for... Dark horse. Dark horse, whatever. Shot in the dark here. The dark horse. Nobody sees coming. He's a UFC legend. Dan the Beast Severn. Well, I mean, the obvious pick, I mean, everyone would say Austin. Uh, so I'm not going to pick Austin. But if I was going to pick someone else, I would pick Kane. Because I think uh, Kane had turned face on the corporation. Yeah. Uh, Vince tried to have him locked up in the insane asylum. And when he did come out, he got a huge pop. And this was before all the... I mean, I say before all the stupid storylines with Kane. I mean, Kane, it, the character, is a crazy storyline but like this is before shock and testicles before katie vick before the mask okay first of all the fact that even katie vick his name is tied to that is is one of the most disturbing things but i'm just saying his character still oh yeah he was still a feared competitor and he was a good guy at this point so right. I, I thought he could actually maybe do this um now Main eventing against The Rock, you know, if that's the... When The Rock beat Foley in front of this, it's like, who else? I mean, it pretty much... Now they swerve us, but, you know, it's like... There's oh, no... I think Severn. I think Dan the Beast Severn and The Rock could main Oh, boy, I, I imagine that promo battle would be pretty fucking one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to challenge you, Mr. Rock, to a fight. Oh, man, he would get wiped. The uh, the the promo uh, the promos, crowd promos would be bad. The I'm not crowd gonna, would turn immediately. The on. Promos wouldn't would be bad, but le, legit badasses, hands down. I think Dan Severn would whoop his ass every day. Austin comes out as number one to a huge reaction. Then Vince, holy holy shit. fuck! Yeah, you talk about a needle in his ass. This man is. The world, the world bodybuilding federation. He he was rolled into one person. Is Vince McMahon? He was jacked up on Ico Pro tonight, buddy. This dude was huge. Hogan, I don't think looked this jacked throughout his run. <laughs> this is one of the few times I've seen Vince with no shirt because usually he wears that muscle shirt that, or yeah, whatever. That he was like, no, no, I worked on this body. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting... Black jeans, black boots. Fuck it, that's it. And he comes strutting out there and... Baby oiled up. Oh, fuck, man, dude. He was living the dream here. And fucking Lawler was in love <laughs> with his body. Lawler was like, oh my God, look at the pecs, look at the traps, look at... I, you would have thought Lawler was foaming at the mouth for it. 
I mean, it was, without a doubt, one of the most disturbing things to sit there and listen to him describe Vince's body. It's almost like he saw a diva coming out. He yeah, was that it was, excited. He was that excited. Entrant number two, the owner of the World Wrestling Federation, Mr. McMahon. Austin is pacing like a lion oh, king. Look, look at that! Mr. McMahon looks extremely confident. Oh my gosh, what a job Shane McMahon has done. He has created a monster. He looks like somebody one of those Hercules movies. Look at this. King, I have to believe Mr. McMahon is in way over his head. I mean, oh, shut up. Look at the look of fear on Stone Stone Cold's face. He's a businessman, not a wrestler. Please. Look at his body. What do you? What does that say what he is? Well, he's in great shape. I'll give you that. But Stone Cold has been waiting for months to get his hands on Vince McMahon. Yeah, well, you don't look too anxious to me. Look at that. And not, only, not only does he want to get his hands on Mr. McMahon King, Stone Cold knows this could be his last shot at getting a shot oh. at the WWF Championship. This is it for Stone Cold. Yeah, this is more important, believe it or not, this is more important than the WWF Championship. And But Vince, holy shit, was jacked. You, this is... He's our Scott Putzky of the night, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's... Whoo! Damn. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! No one can compare. I mean, there's just there's no one in his universe. Luger never looked this jack. I don't believe. Now the crowd, uh, the match actually starts out pretty hot, and you get what you want to see. And Austin stomps a mud hole in Vince, kicks Vince in the dick. Austin tries to eliminate Vince, but he stops him. Tick tick tick. Time for number three already. Golga, Golga, who's nobody's pick. Comes out to the oddities theme, it's dubbed over on the network, so the crowd looks really stupid waving their hands to this dubbed over theme. That, you know who Golga was, by the yes, way. Yes, John Tenta. It was John Tenta. some history of Big Boss Man, as I mentioned. Yeah. The shark. Golga. John Tenta getting another run. Quake and, Muffin. Well, and he was what? This was like a three-year run with Golga. Nah, probably two. Was it? Yeah, so he got some He got some serious work in, out, of, out of another solid run with it. Yeah, but it was in a mask and sweatpants. It wasn't like I work in a mask and sweatpants every damn day of the week. Well, it was probably it was better than how he was positioned in WCW, and then he would a come, shark. Yeah. yeah, and well, and then he would come back uh, in 2001 for the gimmick battle royal. That's uh, right. So he did get some more work out of it. So goal goes out, and uh, Austin hits the Thes press to Vince. What was that? Okay. I, I was never... The Cartman doll? Yeah, is that what that was? Okay. I was never a, a South Park. I've never watched a single episode. Still on the Park. air, by the way. It started in 97, so it's been on the air 21 years, but, uh, you know, it was edgy at the time, so Vince, you know, loved it, and we're like, okay, he go get like, Yeah, he wore like a South Park shirt, right? Yeah, and he had he the doll. he with this fucking giant stuffed... I mean, this Cartman, thing was, yeah. yeah, like four feet tall type stuffed animal. And so, okay. Sorry, I just wanted to... We were all talking about it, so... Yeah, Vince hits the Thez Press with punches to uh, McMahon, and then Golga. Golga wants that $100,000, so he starts punching Austin, and Vince bails out. He's getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Austin just chucks Golga over the top rope, so he's gone. Vince bails through the crowd. He went under the bottom rope, so he's still legal. Austin bails out under the bottom rope, so he's legal, and they both run through the audience... Will they be back? Probably. A sign says McMahon is on juice, and King gets very upset and says he is not on juice. 
I beg to differ, King. Austin and Vince battle through the concession area and then into the ladies' room. It was a trap. The corporation was hanging out in the ladies' room all night waiting for this moment, and they beat down Austin. Then Draws enters the ring while we're in the ladies' room, and he just stands <laughs> alone in the ring looking... For a minute and a half, he has time to breathe. Yeah, he's just chilling. This is LOD Draws, by the way. Oh, well, he's a part of Beyond the Mat, too. Puke, you son of a bitch! That's, that's the only reason well, I'm yeah. discussing this. He uh, debuted... About a year, probably, before, so... It they was started about a year? Maybe not even that I didn't long. think it was that long. I thought it was like six months before this. Oh, just that that interview with Draws is probably the thing that stands out most to me about Beyond the Mat. Beyond, <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke! Well, they just, it, they bring him in, and so he's a football player from the Broncos, and he's sitting in Vince's office, and, you know, he's got a he's got a pretty unique look for the late 90s, and, yeah. you know, he doesn't know what he wants to do or whatever, and Vince is just like, oh, well, what do you do? I heard you had a special talent in the NFL, and, you know, I'm sure Draws was probably sitting there thinking, like, what did I do? Uh, yeah, I threw up sometimes. You puked. And then, yeah, just launched. We'll call him puke. But just... <laughs> Sorry again for keeping you. Oh, that's, that's yeah. okay. Have a seat. Just... Quite frankly, what we've come up with is since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, <laughs> it, it just seems to me that, uh, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke, you know. Okay. Um, puke has a, a nice connotation to it. You know, I mean, it's like you got animal, you got hawk, you got puke. You know, and it shouldn't be just plain puke. It should be puke. You know, so after you've regurgitated on one of your opponents or on the referee itself, then of course the ring announcer would, you know, then say your name. Okay. And then again, it, it's like since you've got the fundamentals and so forth, and I think you're ready to go with it. I, I think that. You know, puke is puke is good. I think puke is nice. <laughs> See, I've never heard that. That's great. No, that's right. <laughs> Everybody yeah. always gives me stuff about it. That's good. No, no. It's, it fits the WWF attitude. Okay. Uh, sounds, sounds good to me. You think you're ready for right, it? Ready to roll with it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I've got one thing I want you to do for me, okay? And that's going to be right back over here. Oh, no. <sighs> I've been waiting for this. Okay. I guess okay. you want, you want a little coffee out. or what? Huh? Try not to get it on the rest of my table here. I won't huh? do that. Can you do that? Huh? You gonna get sick? That's a possibility. Huh? Oh, huh? oh my god, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's coming at puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! Oh man. Hi, Mama. It's me. Oh, it went well. Um, you'll be real proud of me, Mama. <laughs> I'm now known as Puke. Just imagining that with all the other characters, you know, Dustin Runnels is in there, you know. Ah, uh, you want gold. You're gold dust! <laughs> oh, another one-hit wonder, uh, Tiger Ollie Singh. Who we see later on. Oh. <laughs> You're I don't even have to. <laughs> You're from the middle. Look <laughs> in the mirror, you son of a bitch. Oh, shit. Oh, Val Venus. Oh, I know. Right? I know. Mark, Mark Merrow. You're a wild. You're a wild man. 
<laughs> Val Venus. Oh, Val Venus. <laughs> oh, Val, you look very endowed. You have a big Venus. <laughs> big Valboski. <laughs> you like sausage. Just, I don't know where his mind wanders. Uh, hey, we're <laughs> we're giving bitch shit, but really and truly, he hits him out of the park, man. man. Mosh and Thrasher, you've got heads. You're head- bang them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the thought process. Crash Holly, you're a little man who pretends to be big. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is you think you're 400 pounds but you're a little man Kai and Ty you have a samurai sword and you cut penises off just, oh lord oh man what else done next <laughs> He's just, I imagine, just a line outside the door. It's like a door. rotating, evolving door. Yeah. Like just, just in and next. out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> so, Draws just stands around like an idiot. Then Edge, before he's the rated R superstar, he's just... Edge. He comes out. Now, that's... He comes out to his Rob Zombie music here. No, he used his, uh, You Think You Know Me. Oh, it was You Think... But that's that's dubbed over. That's No, no, what, no. Originally... See, they redid the You Think You Know Me... Originally, it was just, you think you know me, do, 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 you think you know me, do, 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 and then they went to Rob Zombie, and then they went, do, 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 you think you know me, and then, on this day, you see clearly, that one, so it was in that order, and this is before, I guess, he joined the brood, because he he used Gangrel's theme for a while. Well, that's the thing, was I thought he used Gangrel's theme, and they dubbed it over for his own... I thought this was during the brood, but I we didn't have Christ- originally we didn't have Christian yet. Right, so. actually, he was on the dark match, but I don't think he was introduced on TV yet. Um, Edge originally was just a guy in the crowd. He's, right, he's mysterious. Sexton Hardcastle. How did <laughs> yeah. he not use that? Uh, that that screams. That is Vince Russo. That yeah. screams attitude era yeah. all over. They didn't use Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> I guess they already had Val Venus, so he couldn't have <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. Well, I mean, rated R superstar. So. Yeah, he later, yeah, he adopted Val's gimmick later on. When he would promise sex on television and never deliver, just like Kelly Kelly would promise to get naked and never deliver. I know you're upset about that. I was this time. I still am. I'm still bitter. Gilberg is out at number six. Edge simply just throws him over the ropes. Thanks. <laughs> The corporation... Thanks for coming. Austin is still taking a nap on the bathroom floor. (laughs) Steve Blackman is out at number seven. He didn't bring his sticks to the ring, Patrick, so he was fucked. Austin's still napping on the bathroom floor. Blackman does some nice karate kicks to Edge. Then Dan the B7, your pick. My pick. Out at number eight, goes after Blackman for some reason because they had the Lion's Den match. They have history. They're from that uh, real fighting world, so... Austin is then wheeled to an ambulance. So even though Mick Foley will not get on a stretcher, Austin is a pussy and yeah. is uh, being escorted out. Tiger Ali Singh is number nine. Blue Meanie is ten. 
There's another good. You're you're <laughs> blue face paint and you're mean. Blue meanie. But that was from ECW. So yeah. Yeah, that was a Paul Heyman pick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes out at number 11. Mosh was supposed to be number 11. Remember King Mabel? He's back. He replaced Mosh. He just shoved him out of the way and took his spot. Yeah. He, you can do that. So so here's the deal. We're going to go to Rumble. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump the guardrail. Right. Take out the next entry. Braun Strowman. Fine. Yeah. And well, I, we'll take out 30. Yeah, I'd wait till 30. Okay, I'll take out number... You take 29, I'll take 30. Good. Okay. Like this. And we'll win, and we'll go on to WrestleMania. Totally legit. Let's do it. That's, the rules have been established, and when I am escorted to jail, I can say, watch Royal Rumble 99. I won the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you have, you punched your ticket, you know? On the way to jail, you still have a WrestleMania main event in, the, right. in the bag. That's right. Mabel dumps Sing Blackman and Severn out, so your pick is gone. Damn it! Road Dog is 12, and Meanie and Draws get eliminated by Mabel, and so now it's Road Dog throws Edge over the ropes, and now it's Road Dog and Mabel. The lights go out. Did Mick Foley hit the board again? No. Instead, the Acolytes and Midian, who's not naked yet, take take Mabel away. They pull him over. They eliminate him. One of my least favorite spots in the Rumble is when people that aren't in the Rumble eliminate someone that is. They take him away, and Undertaker gets a payday as he shows up and rolls his eyes in the back of the head and supervises this beating as this is how you join the ministry. You get your ass kicked. And so they take Mabel away, and Road Dog just looks confused he's at the whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's riding it out. And we would later see Mabel turn into Viscera. Viscera, you're just blood and guts. <laughs> Gangrel is out next, so we have a future, also a guy that should have been in the ministry. I'm not sure if he ever was. I don't really remember. Gangrel is out next. Yeah, the brood was. They did? Yeah. Yeah, Edge and Christian and him. So Gangrel is out next. I guess they're they're not interested in him tonight, though. They're still scouting him. Road Dog just throws him out and gets a huge pop. Oh, my goodness. It looks like Road Dog might win this thing. Pick him off one by one. Or so you think when the seven-footer Kurgan comes to the ring next and Road Dog has a hell of a task in front of him. Now, I often criticize Shawn Michaels' outfits, but Kurgan here was in, whoa, man, <laughs> tie-dye shirt, beanie. This is oddity Kurgan, not truth commission, commission Kurgan. So he's got the tie-dye shirt, the beanie, the big boots. He just looks so, like... And he's he, like in, in like sleep pants. Yeah, like, he's in his PJs. He looks ridiculous. This Even, man, this man's an actor now, right? He is. He, an does, actor, he does yeah. still act. Yeah. Kurgan does all the big man spots that you're used to. To Road Dog, big boot, choke him with the boot, stand around. You know the deal. Hit him with the hip in the ring yeah. corner, all that shit. Al Snow is out next. Road Dog and Al. What Snow. does everybody want? He's headless though. His head has what? been uh, taken away from him somehow. Road Dog and Al Snow double team Kurgan, but Road Dog double crosses Al Snow. So we have two guys that are associated with dogs. Uh, one eliminates the other as Road Dog throws Al Snow out. Number sixteen is Gold Dust in one of his uh, final appearances before he would depart the company uh, the first time. Gold Dust, well, actually the second time because he departed when he was with Dusty in the early nineties. Uh, he holds this, but he holds this run all to the end of WrestleMania fifteen. That's true. So he does stick around a little while longer. Yeah. But not much. 
Number 16 is Gold Dust. He tries to set up Shattered Dreams on Road Dog, but instead focuses on Kurgan, who can't sell a DDT, okay? Uh, that's Wrestling 101, okay? As Gold Dust. Well, his beanie fell off. Well, of course, that threw him off. He didn't. That, that, that holds all of his talent and power, in, in, so it must be on his head. Road Dog sets Gold Dust up for Shattered Dreams, but Kurgan is like, no, don't hurt his testicles, and he stops him. And Gold Dust kicks Kurgan in the balls. Number 17. Oh my goodness, the biggest, second biggest pop of the night is for Godfather. because They don't he, give a shit about Godfather. They give a shit about the hose coming down the ring with him. They want the hose, and Godfather has a good strategy here. He's going to take off his chains, and he's going to take off his hat, and he's going to take off his vest, and he's going to hand him off to the hose. But to the crowd's dismay, the hose do not come to the ring with nope. Godfather. And then they chant, we want hose, as the Godfather leaves them behind. He hits the hoe train on gold dust. The lights go out for 18. Who could this be? Undertaker? No, of course not. He lost his spot, remember? It's Kane. He comes in, throws out Kurgan, Road Dog, Godfather, and Gold Dust, and gets a monster pop. He is the favorite at this moment. Standing tall by himself. Now, who could take out this massive man who was burned alive, who was buried alive, who was... It took three tombstones from Taker, one on a chair to put this man down. Of course, White Coats from the Insane Asylum is all it takes to scare this monster. And he fights them off... But then eliminates himself by running away from the orderlies. He steps over the top rope and gives chase to these scared pieces of shit that are afraid to take him head on. <sighs> Shitty way to eliminate him. I mean, he he should have stuck around to the end. Well, who the hell is going to eliminate him? Austin. Vince returns while... Well, they did that in 2001. Kane often ends up in the last four, so I guess I'll let it go this time. <laughs> Vince returns uh, while Ken Shamrock comes to the ring. Vince says, you know what? I don't want a piece of Ken Shamrock. So he slides back under the bottom rope and he grabs a headset. And Jerry's like, why aren't you in there? Don't you don't you want to win this thing? And he's like, what? Do you think I'm crazy? Not a hair out of place. Oh, his hair is beautiful, by he the is, way. By the way, I want to specify that. He went and got his hair combed. This and- man has been in the Rumble now for over half of the Rumble and not a hair out of place. Well, Jerry should appreciate this as Jerry invented the stalling of the Rumble tactic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Billy Gunn is out to take on Shamrock, so we get Shamrock and Gunn Part 2, only this time Gunn is on one leg from where Shamrock fucked up the other one. (laughs) Gunn, though, nearly eliminates Shamrock on one leg. Test is out next. The Acolytes and Midian kidnap Mabel. As the ambulance returns, are they coming for... Midian or Mabel or who were they coming for? Oh no, it's Austin. He has stolen an ambulance, apparently killed an EMT, stolen his vehicle, and come back. This is the baby face. This is our hero. Uh, comed- Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Assault and battery. Yeah. And commandeered, you know, an ambulance, which, what if there was someone that had a heart attack somewhere? There's one less ambulance because Austin stole it. Uh, Austin was the king of driving vehicles, because earlier tonight they showed him doing uh, burnouts in his truck. That wasn't good enough, so he went and got a monster truck limo, did some burnouts in that. Eliminator. 
Yeah, and then, uh, of course, we have the infamous uh, Zamboni spot, the beer truck, tractors. Uh, the Austin 316 monster truck. The four-wheeler. Four-wheeler. You have, uh, I mean, God almighty. He drove everything. Everything. Including an ambulance. That was tonight's vehicle of choice. And the crowd goes nuts for this, because I guess it was on the screen. So, this spot always worked. Austin driving back to the ring in anything always popped the crowd. This is something that always worked. Tessin, well, it was the working man, you know, he was... and any, He's fighting the boss, of course. Well, the working man drives to work, so, I mean... <laughs> he does, yeah. The working man, behind the wheel of a vehicle, whatever it might be, coming to back to do what he needs to do to get his job over and to fuck the boss in the process that the crowd goes crazy for Even the time. night on that, uh, you know, us, the the bang, the gun segment, he shows up in his own truck. So yeah. sometimes he just drives his own car. Oh, that Chevy, uh, that Chevy Silverado that he um, backflipped D-Lo on. Yeah. On the hood. That was an awesome, badass-looking truck. It and was. Just, God, it up. dude. Tore it to hell with it. Test and Shamrock argue over who's going to beat up Gunn. While Gunn gets the upper hand, Austin walks back towards the ring. He chases McMahon, but Shamrock stops him. Boss Man is out next. Austin throws out Shamrock over the top rope, so he's done. Triple H is out next, so there's another face in the match, at least. He goes right after Test, who was beating up Gunn. Gunn goes after Austin. Hey, what a heel turn. Well, he needs $100,000, I guess. Boss Man tries to eliminate Austin. Hunter saves him. Then Hunter tries it. He wants a hundred grand. Austin hits a stiff clothesline to Gun. Val Venus is out next. Austin chucks Gun out. X Pac is out next. Vince is on commentary saying, oh, "I'll just give the hundred grand to anybody. I don't care who yeah, it is. You, you Triple H. I don't care. Whatever." X Pac. Mark Henry's out next at twenty six. Jeff Jarrett and Deborah are out at twenty seven. Deborah gets a huge pop. Oh hell! For the first time all night, the ring actually seems full because it was pretty much three guys max. And by the night. way, we're only three away from being done. Yeah. So <laughs> it's flown by. There weren't any spots, by the way. Like, uh, I love the way they're structured now where there's actually like spots, like Kofi yeah. does his escape spot or someone hits a finisher. This is still before they figured all that out where people would just stand around and punch and, oh, time to go. Yeah. 28 is D'Lo out with TNA. The original TNA is he cost uh, Terry her baby, so uh, he was her slave, <laughs> which doesn't sound proper, but that's the way it was. That's the way they put it to us. So. Austin eliminates Tess. Bossman throws out X-Pac. Who's number 29? None other than, well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Yeah, he gets a decent reception. Austin Thez presses Jarrett. Hunter tosses him out. Owen and D'Lo try to throw Austin out, but Hunter breaks it up, which was stupid. Like I said, split the hundred grand between you guys. Throw this guy out. Austin rolls out under the bottom, drinks some water, throws it in Vince's face. We know who number 30 is. It's China, the ninth wonder of the world. She goes right after Mark Henry, who had previously tried to have sex with her. China eliminates the world's strongest man. Way to get the world's strongest man over as China just dumps him. And you know what she turns into? The biggest fucking stunner and clothesline of Austin. I know, which is so weird because she got a massive pop. The crowd was four. I think she should have stuck around for a minute. It kind of healed Austin here to throw out the baby face. I would have had her last the final final three. 
She have Vince throw her out. Yeah. Well, no. Because it's it's Vince has to fuck Austin, but it comes down to her and her and Austin. Austin, you know, she's getting ready to jump Austin, or you know, maybe she just goes. He pulls it, low bridges her. Yeah, and she goes over something. Uh, I just think that Vince should have had a hand in her elimination because he wanted to be number thirty, and she fucked him over. Right. So it's actually their beef, but for whatever reason, I guess the boys in the back thought it'd be hilarious if <laughs> Vince, they or just if, uh, Austin Stunder and said "fuck you" and threw you out. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't get, like, a big reaction. They're just like, okay, that's weird. It, it's she, weird. She made history, and that was it. Yeah. Like, a matter of seconds. She lasted, what, 25 seconds, you would say? Yeah, but she'd be back next year. She She, would she did two, uh, two stints in the Rumble. Hunter nearly eliminates Austin, but Venus says, no, 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 I want to do this instead. So Hunter says, fuck you, and throws him over. Stunner to Hunter, and he goes over. So now it's Owen, D'Lo, Bossman, and Austin. And McMahon. Owen hits the Insiguri to Austin, but gets dumped out. D'Lo hits the lowdown, but Bossman throws him out. So now it's Bossman and Austin. Can you imagine Bossman and Rock? WrestleMania. I can. So, starting to Bossman, Austin throws him over. Now it's up to Vince. No one earned the $100,000. Vince is going to have to do it himself. Austin attacks Vince and rolls him into the ring. Austin stuns McMahon, drops an elbow, but then The Rock comes out. The Rock distracts Austin, and McMahon throws Austin out. McMahon is going to WrestleMania. McMahon-a-mania. What? Yes. He has won. He's punched his ticket. He he got himself into shape, Patrick. I think he's earned it, you know. Vince McMahon won. His own company's The Royal Rumble. This and it's is going on to main event against The Rock at WrestleMania. This is something that if Vince Russo did this in WCW, they would shit all over it in those Monday Night That's War true. things. I mean, That's like true. when he won the belt, like R- Russo's revenge. That's like, true. Oh, McMahon did it. What a genius. <laughs> what an amazing angle. <laughs> well, what ended up happening was the next night... Uh, Vince forfeited his right. Vince said, you know what... I am not going to headline WrestleMania. Instead, I will forfeit no title match at WrestleMania, which kind of shoots himself in the foot, you know, uh, having a WrestleMania with no title match. So that was kind of stupid. And he said, Rock, you can have the $100,000 just because I'm feeling generous. Rock gladly accepted. And then on the Titan Tron pops Commissioner Michaels there to foil Vince's plan once again. And he's there with the rattlesnake. They're having a couple beers. They are. They're just chilling doing what they do best having a beer and Michaels says well hey according to the rule book if you forfeit that means the runner up gets a title shot congratulations Vince you just made Austin the winner of the Royal Rumble and that's what happened and there you go and uh, they had the title switch with Mankind and The Rock and so you thought maybe Mankind would be in the title match at the same point in time you're going into St. Valentine's Day Massacre where Austin says you know what I'll put my main event uh, spot up for grabs if I I can get you in a steel cage oh Paul White yes we still had that to come Uh, next month next month yes February (laughs) Uh, Kind of upsetting, though, that they didn't do the triple threat with Mankind, 
rock in Austin because of how how much work mankind had put into the company. I mean, oh, we talked fuck, about man. it earlier. But then, of course, you know... This is right off of the biggest run I consider him having in his entire career. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's all because, y'all, you can't have two baby faces taking on one heel. You can't have that. But you could have thrown Big Show in there, which is what they did at WrestleMania 2000, you know, right. basically. A McMahon in every corner. But uh, the Rumble match kind of sucked. I really didn't like this actual Rumble match. Uh, the Austin and McMahon parts were entertaining, but boy, that middle section. It's a—it's uh, it's like the opposite of a really good sandwich, where usually it's the contents of the sandwich that are what you remember. You don't say, God, that bread was awesome. <laughs> the bread of this Royal Rumble was really good, but the actual middle part of it was just like, ooh. Like, and you really Road Dog picking them off one by one. (laughs) Yeah, Road Dog goes on a run. You know, the guy that had the uh, most eliminations outside of Austin was actually probably Mabel. Yeah, Mabel had five, Kane had four, and Road Dog had three. So, (laughs) so I mean, that's Mabel comes in and he just kicks house until Taker takes over. Yeah, he's got to turn him into Viscera. But you could really see how thin this roster was. And, I mean, especially compared to 2000 when they would... that would, Compared to 2001 when they had a stacked roster and, and years after that. And today, I mean, they did the greatest Royal Rumble. And, I mean, they had tons of talent. They brought in a few surprises or whatever. And that's one thing this Rumble was missing, too. I like the surprises. You know, I like bringing back... This is, if, you know, I mean, he was in WCW here, but this is a spot you could use Hogan in or whatever, you know, oh, or yeah. something like that. Um, but from from their past, I mean, <laughs> who would they be able to get at this point? Like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy coming in there, Doink, you know. And that would have been fun if they had done something like that. The I Quit match is iconic for the Beyond the Mat stuff, the head chair shots. Don't want to ever see anything like that again. That's just No, sick. that's... The man had to have a concussion. There's no other way around it. That was sadistic to watch. And like I said, it's just sort of not in The Rock's character to be that vicious. I know that he, they're gearing him up for a match with Austin, but, you know, Austin's not even that vicious, so it's like... Yeah, that was ugly. Literally, figuratively, the most disturbing thing you'll ever see. Yeah, I just think it's kind of out of place. Um it's a, it's a decent match. There's actually, like I said, The Rock doesn't really do a lot of work in it. And there's not a lot of wrestling moves in it. Well, but for no. a brawl... Like I said, he doesn't even take a, a two count, not let alone a fucking one count. I mean, he, he's Well, it was an I quit match, so they... Well, I'm just saying, he was on the mat for what? No, he didn't get his uh, didn't even... Adidas dirty at all. Oh, yeah. Uh... Boy, the and the, the those two matches are the only thing worth checking out on this card. You can cut the rest. It's you're not missing anything. The I Rumble mean, and the I Quit. Yeah, so you can save yourself uh, between the I so, Quit so, match and the Rumble. That's only an hour twenty. So, so the stat the 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 strap match didn't really do it for you. Didn't do much for me, no. But Gangrel uh, and Xbox fuck up finish didn't do it for you. No, and I don't think there was much of a storyline either. Like, you know, you're dealing... Billy, Billy Gunn and, Rock, and Shamrock didn't do shit for me either, so... No, you're... And I think if Big Moss Man and Road Dog had had a hardcore match, just a garbage brawl, a plunder match, not not a violent, like, match, yeah. but just something fun, uh, I think that could have... That had potential, but just wasn't going to happen tonight. You know what? Strangely enough, I agree with you. So... 
yeah. I, the only two matches on this card where it is a an outstanding card to check out. The only two really worthy of checking out is the Rumble itself and the I Quit match. The I Quit match above and beyond all. Well, and you need to watch Beyond the Mat as a side companion to it. Absolutely. Too, so. Yeah. And just another, uh, just heap more praise on uh, McFoley. So, on our rating scale of Hornswoggle to Giant Gonzalez, where does Royal Rumble 1999 fall? A jacked Vince McMahon. I'm going to give it a Golga. Oh, wow. So you're going bigger than me. Well, wider. Um, Golga's 6'6". Vince is like six foot, so... Okay, maybe I should go shorter. (laughs) Going bigger than me, you're going... Well, the rating system really doesn't mean much anyway. I'm going to take Golga, sure. Just because I think he's a funny-looking thing. He looks like a giant, like, just stuffed animal he looks you want like, to take home and play with. He looks like some sort of weird sex thing. He common- well, You look at him completely different than I do. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> yeah, he's a sex symbol. Uh, no, I think of him uh, in Pulp Fiction, there's a character called the Gimp, and the Gimp has this really weird... He's in, like, all leather, and he's got this really weird mask on, and if, if Golga's mask had been black, he would have looked like a giant Gimp. See, I look at him as, like... Like a giant stuffed animal you just go and play around with, like just, you know, you wrestle with on the bed, that kind of thing. I don't look at him as weird Wrestle with on the bed, yeah. Well, that's sort of the same direction. Well, I'm not looking at the weird sick shit you're looking at him, (sighs) man. Okay, so it's my pick this week, and... uh, Where where are you taking us? Well, it won't be on the Global Wrestling Network, sadly, (laughs) after my encounter with them. Damn. Um, Well, it's summertime. It really feels like it out there. You were driving around Fuck, in a truck dude, with no AC hun- the yeah, other day. Damn, 100 degree weather and no fucking AC. Good God. And uh, after tonight in 2018, we'll be on the road to SummerSlam. So I wanted to pick a SummerSlam that has a match that I really enjoy. I think it's the best Warrior match. It's SummerSlam 89. It's Warrior and Rick Rude for the IC belt. It's not the main event. Another pay-per-view where I think the better match isn't the main event, but that's because they uh, they had a movie coming out that they really wanted to promote, I believe, at this particular SummerSlam, and that was going to be the uh, the headliner, yeah. So uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. You have the robe from this SummerSlam as well. Yes, which I'm afraid to open because it, you can't wash it and you can't dry clean it. So I don't want to get it dirty, and I know how I am, and it will get dirty. It will get dirtier than rocks. If I knew I was fighting in the rocks match, I could wear it, because I knew it wouldn't get dirty. But SummerSlam 89, I just wanted to check out. I really like Rick Rude. I really think Rick Rude was one of uh, my favorite guys that I didn't know anything about, because when I came into wrestling, watching wrestling, it was 97, and he was already done by then. So I didn't really... It's only in the last probably decade or so that I've gotten into Rick Rude matches, and I just think he was awesome. Oh, he was. He was outstanding with some of the... uh... And pairing him with Bobby Heenan as well. Like, I just thought that was an excellent... Just the way that he... And he was ripped, but the way that he could just work a crowd to be like, you know what? You sweat, fat, out of shape, pigs. 
you know, you don't look like me. I'm the shit. And so it Yeah, just... there's a there's a great YouTube video. I mentioned it I think a few episodes ago. Him on uh Kathy Lee and Regis from yeah. back in the day and like Kathy Lee just gets freaked out because he is just in character and he is he has her face spray painted on his tights yeah, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Like he he was just really underrated and it's it's a shame because you know, heels didn't really get the belt a lot of the times uh, in WWF during that period. And also, even though this dude was ripped, he's not like bulky. You know, he's no, not. He's he's cut. Like, yeah, he's, he's chiseled. Yeah, he yeah he's chiseled, but he's like you're undersized. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine that Vince tonight is like twice the size of you know Rick Rude, and so he'd be like you're you're too damn scrawny to hold my belt. <laughs> So I belt would fall off around your skinny ass waist. And, and I think what I like about his matches with Warriors, because we all know how limited Warrior was, and he got everything he could out of that guy. And so that'll do it for this week. I'm intern Alex. I am the rocker. Patrick Young. And I think Virgil's better than David Flair. I'm intern Alex saying as always <laughs> My closing lines, close line. Bingo bingo. And you go out there and you improvise your ad lib. We have an idea of what we're gonna do, a couple of things, but the rest is just we'll go out there and do our thing. You know, a lot of it's on feel. I'm banking on there'll be a ton of heat on me tonight. Being a piece of shit that the rock is, so it should be fine. So you know Black is Daddy's friend, right? He's not gonna do anything to really hurt Daddy, right? Okay. Can you not you know that? You do, right? You're not gonna be scared, right? You can go on back to the future. You can do anything. Right? Yeah. Can I have a hug for good luck, please? Did you guys have a good time at Disneyland? Did you? Yeah. What'd you ride? Everything. <laughs> everything you want on everything? Oh, they had a great time. Did they? Because I have energy left for me. Hey, how are you? Nice to see you again. Dewey? Remember still Dewey? Hey, how are you feeling, Steve? Hey, close. Hi. Ready to go? What? How are you feeling? I'm not feeling very good at all. But I'll be, I'll be ready to go. My little girl's out there. Oh, is she really? Yeah. Maybe we'll see them at the show. Okay. okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Good stuff. Nice to see you again. Okay, see you, Steve. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks, gotta go, okay? Okay. Give me a hug, bro. I love you guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Me too. I gotta get ready. Get ready, we're yeah. not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not mentally just a pleasure. I had never seen Mick this nervous before. High five. He clearly was preoccupied with what was going to happen that night. You playing by ear out, whatever feels right, do it. If the, in other words, if they got a real tight close-up and it's obvious that his lips aren't moving to say it, then you can just say, I don't see him saying that. How the hell did he do that? Yeah, and you're a little befuddled because you've never seen anything like this. You might have an explanation. Okay. Okay. A lot of dignitaries here to see the action, including I was. In fact, I was talking to Rock. Hey, Bruce, when are you gonna send the Rock? Before Sunday night meet, he agreed with my analogy that the high quit match will be the most physical W. You're befuddled. Roger's a little befuddled about this. All of a sudden, the Roger took out some really good candy ass standing on the corner, and Mick Foley's just gonna have his way with them? No, no, this on that, the Roger.
is the great one. The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. The Rock is the great one. And tonight, after The Rock makes that son of a bitch scream, I quit, he's going to be the best damn WWF champ there ever was. Once again. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. There you go. I'm just afraid we might miss the shot. Okay, okay. Make sure you're facing the announcers. Last move. There's something about this whole situation that really befuddles The Rock because you see, The Rock isn't just some Rudy Poo candy ass on the corner of Know Your Road Boulevard and Jabroni Drive that you're just gonna have your way with The Rock. Well, uh uh. Because tonight, in front of the thousands of Rock's fans here tonight, all chanting his name and the millions and millions of The Rock's fans watching live, The Rock damn ran damn tease to prove to you that The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And after you utter the words, I quit, The Rock will go down as being the best damn WWF champ there ever was. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Here we go, guys. It is showtime.
I hope everyone feels like they got their money's worth out there. But you know, it's okay, it's fake, so. Okay. It's gonna be boo boo, you know, when you fall down, just a boo boo like this. <laughs> you know how you fell down at Disney a couple years ago, right on your nose? Uh -huh. You know, it kind of. I like fell that. on my knees a couple of times. You bled a little bit, right? <sighs> Mick, what time's our flight? You want to put it on the floor? Okay, he's ready. Mick, you want that charger collect? No, no, I was testing his mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, that was unbelievable, brother. Thank you, guys. You all right? Good shit. It looked on, but brother, you're, you are the fucking man. Half of you saying, why the hell am I doing this? And the other half saying, this is exactly why I do it, you know? Just that these... You can't have these matches very often, you'd be dead. You know, when you have someone as good as Rocky, you trust his judgment. If I saw him now, I'd probably strangle him. He hit me so damn many times, but I was probably in retrospect, you look at that tape and say that that's what made it, was those last couple extra ones. Mick, I don't know if I can take much more of this, and we'll let you know that. I think we reached a lot of people. You can't reach everybody. You can't even reach a majority. But, I mean, there's a hell of... You have to stop crying. Can you hold... Yeah. We are entertainers, but I think... Don't move, I hold it, okay? Well, I think a, I think we reached hair up in the back. There. I think we touched a lot of people. Yeah. If you don't mind me saying, I might touch you later. If you know what I mean. Ow, have mercy. <laughs> that looks cute. He is Thank cute. Thank you. I am cute. In a rugged type of way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're sure. Wasn't too gratuitously bloody, was it? My thing tonight. It was fabulous. I'll let you know when I get the feedback. Hello. Thanks, Vince. Thank you very, very much. Oh, no. You feel okay? I feel I think all right. I'll take care of you tomorrow. Baby. Okay. I'm okay. hoping. I mean, if someone was offended by that, I think it was a hell of a contest. I think, you know, for every one person who was offended and thought it was too violent, there's probably 10 or 20 who thought that it was a dramatic. That, that character just won't, won't die. You know, that, you know, and then when they get the, the story about how you were screwed, you know, I mean, I just think that, you know, that's yeah. show business.